0: Good day in a glage. There is just no way out of Texas, that is. That's right, it's the penultimate episode of season four, and the end truly is in sight. But before we get into the episode, I just want to quickly shout out all of our wonderful backers over at patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. If you've not joined us over on Patreon yet, we have just passed WrestleMania 17 on the SmackDown crawl, and we are now looking at, for the very first time on any of our shows, that juicy period between the Attitude Era and the Invasion, where the two man power trip reigns supreme. As of right now there are 85 episodes of Smackdown Crawl, which is over 100 hours of audio, as well as over 50 hours of book reports over in the Bibliotech, where we have just recently finished our gigantic review of William Regal's autobiography, Walking a Golden Mile, and we're just about to begin reading The Three Count, A Referee's Tale, written by Jimmy Corderas. As well as all this audio, there are over 10 hours of gamesmanship video episodes and a whole bunch of bonus goodies, including our very recent review of Limp Bizkit. STILL SUCKS! The entire reason we're able to do AE Podcast without stopping every 10 minutes to thank corporate sponsors is because of our lovely backers on Patreon. So if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show and get instant access to over 175 hours of content by becoming a $5 backer at patreon.com forward slash aepodcast. For now though, get comfy, strap yourselves in because there truly is no way out of Texas. <laughs>
1: So it is, hello once again, it's me, your old pal, Cowboy Kevin, joined as I am always by my cohorts, comrades, and colleagues who are prologuing the fuck out of it with me. One, two times more to go, first to my left, unquestionably, he is the man who's got a lot to say about Kane tonight, it's Adam Bibelow. Hello.
0: How are you doing? I'm good. We are so fucking close to being done. It is absolutely shocking it is crazy how quickly this has come along now right? I mean
1: you know I I was adamant when the pandemic happened that we would never ever ever, ever no, podcast no, no, no. again like because I was like I'm sick of it now <laughs> that's, yeah. I, I think <laughs> what it is is when we're
0: watching pay-per-views that we enjoy it flies by because season two was much shorter than this but that felt like it took fucking forever well, that's
1: comparatively because every pay-per-view was six hours Good. long Not no, true, true. six hour Wrestlemania yeah, yeah. fair point so yeah here we are and we are at no way out of Texas. Adam, are you excited to listen back to WrestleMania 14 at some point and see how we've changed in eight or nine years? I'm fucking
0: terrified, buddy. <laughs> I should've to think some of the shit that came out of my
1: mouth in that episode. Well, one thing's for certain, all of our voices were certainly a lot lower back then, but it worked because we impressed everyone by being cool. <laughs> and to my right, the baddest man on the planet. Who also can find no way out, brackets of Texas, here tonight, it's Billy Keeble. Hello. Billy, I'm very, very excited today because we're in what I consider to be golden times for intrigue and controversy. I'm assuming you've got some rainfall charts that we can dig into Mm. shortly. yeah, 100%, 100%.
2: It's so weird that we're so close to the end of this season and it just means we're so much closer to me winning boys
0: picks again. Uh, hey, oh, no. <laughs> fuck's sake. Look at this. Maybe Sorry. we can stretch this season out for a little longer, like find yeah. some bonus episodes. Maybe but... we just keep going and do all
1: the season one again. Yeah, maybe. You maybe. Uh, do you have any memories of the very, very first recording? Like seeing as we're coming back to a, a redux of it very shortly? Uh, me calling Luna, Luna Goldust. Mm. Um, I was going to say look how far we've come yeah. but that's maybe not proven
2: much of a point. <laughs> me saying that Mike Tyson should have no business being in wrestling because he's convicted rapist then years later people calling us woke which I think <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is you know I think we were pretty much on that s- certain level to begin with
0: from day one we were clutching our pearls yeah, very tightly so I, like... that's
1: all I remember and I, I red listening back why do you why do you because i mean like for me it's like I, I just feel like i'm i don't know i'm gonna feel like a younger worse version mm. of myself i just feel
2: like <laughs> I, I won't have had any idea what i'm talking about yeah but none of us do. that's no. my
0: fear i i'm scared i don't care about the fact that i'm gonna sound like a crap podcaster that's definitely gonna that's happen. a given for all I, of i've, us. I've made yeah, my yeah, peace fine. with the idea that i'm gonna sound rubbish on the mic what I'm scared of is the opinions I have, and the thing I'm worried it's going to be like he's a fat fuck. Oh, here comes Sable. She's so ungrateful. She sued the company for sexual harassment. What a bitch! Like, all these. <laughs> three... I want to kill Jeff <laughs> Jarrett. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, I'm
0: <laughs> terrified of some of the poison that's going to have come out of my mouth.
1: Well, poison notwithstanding, there's one more stuff before, or unprecedented. Redux of WrestleMania 14, there is truly no way out, but because we realize that the hottest thing in wrestling in 1988 is still the NWO, it's no way out of Texas!
3: How does an athlete distinguish himself in the World Wrestling Federation? Some challenge the boundaries of their physical limits, sacrifice their bodies, mortgage their youth. Some go beyond. This renegade is the embodiment of defiance, cursing authority, combating the establishment. He'd just as soon spin in the face of the devil than shake his maker's hand. These hardcore warriors embrace kamikaze-like practices, risking pain and injury in their sadistic attempt to satisfy. And these self-proclaimed outlaws took their pursuit of notoriety to the horrifying edge and beyond. Has this nihilistic attitude polluted the spirit of competition? Have some men crossed sacred lines? Tonight, athletes who defy convention, adversaries who have gone too far, may dare go even farther. We are in
1: 1998. February thereof. Adam, give me some of those sweet, sweet magazine covers. Okay. First I'm, a, I'm all, a mature fan, I should point out Oh, as well. you want you want a mature I'm fan? a mature okay, fan. Okay, well,
0: for the mature fan, we've Excuse got me. WWF Raw magazine, is the Legion doomed? Wow! It's a black and white picture of Hawk and Animal they've not- got, They've got the VH1 split on them! They've got the VH1 split down the middle, the he big looks tear. Like He looks like Taz. He looks like Taz, and he looks like Paul Ellering. Like, these yeah. men don't look like the Legion of Doom. They've not it's, got their It's, not, it's paint Taz on. and Paul Ellering as well. <laughs> and
1: they're not from Chicago. Judging from that jagged line, they're from Splitsville. It says here, Are
0: Animal and Hawk set to go their separate ways? Also. Dx. Revulsion equals ratings question mark oh no this fucking ratings thing get into that later and then finally has this magazine gone too far (laughs) and then in quotations don't make me laugh, <laughs> from Venom.
1: Oh,
4: okay. So
0: he's, just, he's Venom just, just Venom now.
1: He's just Venom <laughs> now.
3: He's
0: just Venom I just the...
1: want one thing. I want to kill Jim Cornette, and then i will go
0: back. <laughs> and,
4: <lose laughs>
0: and then meanwhile, over in WWF Magazine, we've got this gorgeous picture of Kane and Whoa, Paul Oh, That's There's a Dire Straits album cover there. <laughs> that's amazing. It says, welcome to hell. Paul Bearer unleashes Kane's Inferno on the Undertaker, and at the top of the magazine here, will Stone Cold suffer the curse of Austin 316? What does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? What's that? What's the curse of Austin 316? Now I've heard of the Kane family curse, baby, but the curse of Austin 3 3- is like—is it, is like, it going to be really nasty? Where it's like he fucking broke his neck, didn't he? so he must be cursed. That's the curse of Austin 316? You'll always have a broken neck. Remember
1: the wizard's words when he cursed me. Forever now, every day I walk this mortal earth. Whatever will be, no matter what, it was what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it's the terrible curse. (laughs) So uh, yeah, the old magazine's looking looking like an absolute laugh riot, I'm not going to lie. I feel like we're at the point where Vic Venom, a.k.a. Vince Russo. A.k.a. Venom. A.k.a. (laughs) Venom, Eddie Brock. <laughs> is that big <like> corny Carnage?
4: Yeah, fuck my wife, cornage!
0: And he's just covered in burgoo. Like that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> what the symbiote.
1: <laughs> is. Yeah, they fuck my wife. <laughs> so uh, the episode is peaked. We can all stop now. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much for listening to the Action podcast. I-, I was always going to ask. Do you think it's ever worth you know going through? Cause we're at a point now where where Russo he's getting the world on a silver platter I don't Mm. think his his stock in the company has ever been higher and he's still having a field day writing these magazines I would imagine all sorts of fucking shits in them. I'd Surely. R- I think a run through those at some point, maybe on the Patreon or something, That's not a bad idea. W- would be a hoot and a holler. I've
0: got a bunch of WF magazine, but I've only got like one copy of Raw. I never really read much Raw magazine. Well, you weren't so a mature fan I was then, not a mature you know, fan at all. So I was a little boy that was crying at Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, you were an so immature fan. Maybe now. Maybe now's the time to see what venom lies in those pages.
1: So we're going to get our last double dose of, of magazines then in our next episode. That'll be it then. Yeah, one more double dip. God, whatever we do for the next season I wonder if there'll be magazines around from that time I really here. hope so Ooh. just read some embarrassing dad You know. oh dad <laughs> why must
0: you be so
4: embarrassing
1: you're basically going to make everyone think that we're doing like the, the <laughs> rise of Daniel Bryan the reality the era <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy I am very very intrigued and have read books and watched series relating to this time period as it relates to scandals the world of news politics media mm. And rainfall, so tell me, what, what's going on in our culture?
2: Well, well, first off we'll go through our usual suspects of the films the singles and the video games mm-hmm. Oh, so, films, the video
1: games in 98
2: Yeah, mm. films uh, the films that, you know, I mentioned it in the last episode, UK and US it's Titanic, really. Yeah, it's yeah. Titanic How
1: long's this going to last?
2: Uh, until, well, it'll be it'll be the same for the next pay-per-view as well. Okay. Jesus Christ. UK number one single, Dr. Jones by Aqua. Yes! <laughs> Dr. Jones,
1: Dr. Jones, go Jones, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones.
2: <laughs> oh, hell yeah! In <laughs> <laughs> Ireland, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Fucking well, get over no, it No, no, because you see,
1: what we are is we're like, we, we're we're actual fans around. You see, like we don't just kind of go, oh, we're we'll going to see Titanic. We're going to go for the whole brand. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. get a program, get a T-shirt. No, number one video game around was Titanic. Titanic. Stairs. Yeah. Originally, so, originally.
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Um. And in the US, something different. A song I don't know. Nice and slow by
0: Usher.
1: Well, Usher
2: was that. around in '98. Oh, it's been around
1: for a while. Call me ignorant.
2: How well, yeah, about I didn't that? know that. Now the video games of February nineteen ninety eight. Oh yes, so, baby. I didn't know a lot of these games, oh. but uh, I would have only been six years old, so uh,
1: yeah, you wouldn't have been much of a, a gamer at that point. No, in time, I would have been playing it.
2: Sonic One and Two on the Sega uh, Mega Drive. That mm-hmm. would have been about it.
1: How about you, ninety eight? What were you? What were you rocking? I've been
0: playing on a lot of Clay Fighter on the Snes around yeah. that time. That was when my sister had handed down her Snes to me, so it was a lot of Clay Fighter. It was a lot of Mario All Stars, baby. Yeah,
1: Mario All Stars Mario like I was pretty much I was still Snez at that point. Yeah. So yeah. Likewise. I am pretty sure I was frothing at the mouth of the idea of an N sixty four. So mm. what do we got here then? So we've got Xenogears... Gears. All right, Uh-oh. we've got Gex Enter the Gecko. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, I just say like, the Wii shopping channel is updated, and you tell me that. Like, oh, <laughs> I'll just go back to bed with that. Like, like, yeah, oh, never had, mind. We had Gex Enter the Gecko on PS1. Wow, this, this reminds me of being at Polly Shore's house and, and speaking to Polly Shore <laughs> <laughs> and words to that effect, yeah. Gex.
2: Tenshu Stealth Assassins, if you recall that. No, that's um, not something. On the N64, we did have 1080 degree snowboarding. now, yep. um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Coming to a job lot on eBay near
1: you. And hey, if
0: you want to pay 50 quid, you can play that on Nintendo Switch now,
1: baby.
2: Oh, nice.
0: And then finally,
2: we had the Reboot game on PS1. Reboot got Rebo- a game? Reboot had a game on
1: PS1. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. Yeah. We're hexadecimal. It's- yeah. Oh, did I ever tell you my really embarrassing reboot story? Oh, boy. Uh, I was I, I was really into reboot. Yeah. In my, this may have happened in 1998, as far as I know. I was really into reboot. And one of my favorite things was on Tuesdays, I got to go home and get picked up by my parents and not mm-hmm. go to a childminder's house. And Tuesdays, they show reboot on CITV. Uh-huh. And I was really excited because I came home and it was three o'clock and reboot was going to be on. So I ran into the living room and I screamed,
4: reboot
1: <laughs> And jumped as high as I could in the air. And... <laughs> My dad and some guy were having a meeting in there. <laughs> and like, it was just like, reboot! And then there was just this like old man there going, hello. <laughs> and then my dad would come and go, sorry, he's just excited for reboot. I'm not going to lie, it spoiled that episode of reboot. Yeah, I bet. I, I, was, I was as mad as megabytes. so I was in that, in that instance.
2: Uh, then in terms of the events of February you go. say the
1: events of reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely now, want to know. <laughs>
2: in, in terms of like the Clinton scandal, mm. there wasn't actually a whole lot that happened in February. But it's
1: it, but if you judge it from raw, this is yeah. when the shit has hit the fan because we went from a Lewinsky reference every two episodes yeah. to five or six references on the hour. Yes, Every hour.
2: It, it It's it's building up and the, the fervor's building up, but the only real thing of night that happened is that a Las Vegas a radio station called KVBC FM offered Monica Lewinsky five million dollars for an interview that, sorry, that sounds like CM Punk getting an offer from yeah. Five Star Wrestling right, yeah. so, right. <laughs> that's
1: the only thing that I could really see happening so has he, he's not been impeached yet has no. he no but he not. did make he did make the address because he I know did. that Michaels yeah. and Triple H the, the famous it. DX parody yeah. of, of them say like it hey, was a <laughs> bone <laughs> so so Bill Clinton is just really right at this moment in time sitting in the White House Brickin going it. I don't yeah. want to be impeached <laughs> yeah oh. pretty much come, come on Hillary I don't oh man oh, I only downloaded three torrents you can't impeach <laughs> me
2: other things that have happened in February stamps commemorating Diana Princess of Wales going on sale in Britain she's oh. not even
1: cold in the ground They're and you're turning her into stamps Cashing she was in. the Postal's
2: Princess <laughs> for god's sake now on the same day as he stamps over in texas carla Faye tucker is executed she's the first woman executed in the united states since 1984 i only brought this up because there was a very comical video on the news where instead of saying carla Faye tucker the news reporter said live on the news Carlatte fucker. There you go. So this happened in Texas. This happened in Texas. No way out of Texas. Jesus. February fourth, Bill Gates gets a pie thrown in his face in Brussels. (sighs) What? This is by done by a gentleman called Noel Grodin who has his own Wikipedia page because of how many pies he threw in people's faces. <laughs> this man cream-pied so many people across France and Belgium. Wow. A serial pieer. But we- just those two countries?
0: Yes. And please tell me he did the people's eyebrow after every single pie incident.
4: Like. Oh, yes, you know he did.
2: <laughs> February 7th, we had the Winter Olympic Games opening in Nagano, Japan. February 11th, lyrics to Candle in the Wind in 1997. We're back again. We're auctioned off for $442,500. Right. Wow, that's
0: that's surprising
1: because no one bought that single as no far as I know. Single. No one gave a fuck no about it. That, I know. thought you would have sat on that for a little bit before you sent it to auction.
2: I mean, but like, wasn't there like practically two words that were changed from the original version? Yes, I guess. It was
0: just, everyone had Diana fever. They were, all, It's like sort of the NFT gold rush we're seeing yeah. now yeah. everyone was like, I'll sell you Diana
1: merch quick, quick, quick. Yeah. I heard they're going to turn her into an NFT. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That would it? be really, really you
0: know. I think that's what she would have wanted.
1: Yeah. Uh, Intel
0: unveiled its first graphics chip. Finally. Uh-huh. 740. Fucking A. And I understand how that works. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, what they put into Chip Hazard and made him come to life. So,
1: sorry, guys. i going to take five. It's going to install that in my rig. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> uh, I, I got a jailbroken version of Reboot for PC. <laughs> CD-ROM. And I really wanted the, the, the graphics to, to pop. What that ray tracing? <laughs> um, something for, for for the people from the
2: north of England. The Angel of the North by Anthony oh. Gormley is installed in Gateshead.
1: Okay, nice. just before I, because I just assume you know, ye be in English, that there's some controversy about that, is there? Because the guy saw that I were driving past and going, oh, that's all right. I'm assuming everyone's got some issue with that, have they? No, or is, I don't is any it, is, issues. It's beloved. I think yeah. everyone likes it. Yeah. I mean, okay. people it's like Anthony Gormley. There's yeah. some stuff in the in the Wirral
2: of Anthony Gormley on the beaches. So they not like tried to pull
1: down the Angel of the North like Robinson Crusoe or anything like that. That's no, just no, something no, that no. I thought yet, might no. have happened. Not yet, he not says. Yet. Not yet.
2: Ambivalence, I think. It's, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It. okay. The US movie box office hit the quickest 1 billion for a year taking only 51 days. That's mainly due to Titanic. Titanic. Now, the real the real trial and contro- controversy. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The real trial, the real controversy. Yes. Oprah Winfrey <gasps> found not guilty. In the beef defamation trial brought by Texas cattlemen, was she talking shit about beef in
1: Texas?
2: She—that's well, I appreciate the Texas-centric. Yes obviously here yes, yeah, honestly, yes, great job, above and beyond. So I have to be very careful what I actually say here. Oh my! Due unless to, you get fucking too Due taken to American court. food libel laws. Okay,
1: well, look, all I'm going to say is you know we we have all enjoyed beef in this house at various times. We now. have, yeah. I I no, I just wanted to be known to the ranchers of Texas. I ate beef in Texas once and I just wanted to know I had a very good time when I did it and love and respect and thoughts and prayers. So hmm. so what is it they did then, these fuckers?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, they, they've been so
0: putting this, chemicals
2: in the beef. No, this, so this was during the mad cow disease epidemic. Of course. So I, I, so
1: I thought this was going to be something to do with the where's the beef lady when you no. said <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Where was the and beef? They, the ranch is like, it's here in Texas, stop asking. Like, so
2: <laughs> one of the reasons people thought it was so prevalent it was because of, of due to how... Farmers and ranchers were feeding the cows. It was believed that infected cows were being fed beef. Right, yeah, it
1: was was over here the bone meal that contained the bones of the. The I think we mentioned this before, but. I always thought, you know, BSC and mad K-disease, that was very much a UK and Ireland panic. I didn't realise it was over in America as well. No, well, not, me neither. Not to as Not to, I, not to the extent that it was over here. Or you did have apologists going on eating meat on the bone to say it's okay. Yeah. Like, you know.
2: But Oprah and another guy on her show basically said, I don't want to eat a cow that's being fed another cow. Okay. Fair. And because America's the only country that has food libel laws, mm-hmm. so they took, uh, they took Oprah to court to basically say, she's spreading this information. We don't feed our cows cow. Okay. And she was found not guilty of
0: breaking any of these libel
2: laws. Right.
1: That's, that's a, God, what a weird reason to go hmm. to, to court. I mean,
0: I didn't know that food libel law was a thing in America and I know for a fact we've definitely said some things about American food on here, like um, Chef Boyardee and whatnot. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking worried well, now that we're going to have to go and scrub the old
2: I did look it up. There's only 13 states that have food libel laws. Okay.
1: So okay. No, don't play this podcast in those states, please. Yeah, please. And
2: then, finally, not <laughs> knock Who is there? It's Britain's House of Lords who've agreed to end
1: 1,000
2: years... I love
4: this (laughs)
1: segment! This
2: is great! Britain's House of Lords agrees to end 1,000 years of male precedence by giving a monarch's firstborn daughter the same claim to the throne as Uh, any
1: firstborn son you gotta hand it to the house of lords they're always two steps ahead aren't they your friend
2: and mine the house of lords (laughs) thanks
1: guys you know just from us here at the editor podcast to the guys over in the house i was literally talking beforehand i'm still trying to figure out my family's relationship to the ira quick shout out to the house of lords though guys it's all coming out today from from, from everyone here at the editor podcast my goodness well, um, we got a pay-per-view to talk about now. Oh, man. Let's... I feel like I just ran a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Texas, a marathon in Texas, mm. it feels like. So this pay-per-view, of course, which subsequently is known as No Way Out. Yes. Uh, and then we had a lot of folks who were chatting with us in the comments on our Patreon stuff like that, and telling us that it seems to be sort of a bit of a panic that this was changed because it was originally advertised as No Way Out yeah. and then was retrospectively turned to No Way Out of Texas mm. but the full title is In Your House No, no Way, way out. out of Texas yeah. mm. and in
0: Texas is in a much smaller font it's like No Way Out of Texas like every time like they don't
1: really yeah they don't, they don't emphasise the, the full nature of this uh, this title
0: I feel
2: like if you've got a pay-per-view called No Way Out there needs to be a Hell in a Cell or a Cage match
0: something, something. yeah that's what we've been brought ever since Mick Foley versus Triple H in the Hell in a Cell that's what I always associate with no
1: way out because what are like, they
2: trying to get out of
1: Texas
0: or what is there no way out of I
1: Texas. don't know Like there was there was part of me that was wondering if it was an intentional like wink and a nod fuck you to WCW because they've been very oh. very they've been yeah we said with Michaels recently and this I think this goes away after Wrestlemania 14 but in terms of outright saying WCW or guys down south or friends down south, you're going down. Like they have mentioned WCW more in the last three months of TV. Mm-hmm. And I think he mentioned more than he endured the fucking invasion, it feels yeah. like. So I was wondering if that was them almost being combative and being like, well, our pay per views called NWO. <laughs> and then maybe a lawyer or someone was like, actually, maybe it shouldn't be. Because even as good as they're doing at the moment, they've had Tyson come in and they've got eyes on them. This pay per view, and I don't like to talk about buy rates and ratings. I don't think it's that important mm. usually. But you know, the other WCW pay per view did double this buy rate wise. I can see why. To be fair. <laughs> like this feels like
0: not to spoil anything, but this pay per view is very much like WrestleMania. Everyone and
1: <sighs> yeah, we'll get
0: we'll get this out of the way with everybody. This is the then... equivalent
1: of Fastlane. Look, Absolutely, I would love it to be WrestleMania tonight. We'd mm. all love it, but there's no way out of Texas in your house. Mm-hmm. So here we are now. This video package, I have one question for you. What does it take to make it in the World Wrestling Federation? It takes a mortgaging of one's youth is what it takes, Kevin. That is the most depressing phrase I have ever heard on a wrestling show. Mm. Mortgaging their youth. Do you want to pay less on your house payments? Well, you can now mortgage your youth (laughs) with old Conrad and (laughs) Rick Flair over him.
2: Is this like a precursor to that terrible Justin Timberlake film in Time? What does he mortgage his youth? Well, well people, where, where currency in the world is 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 your age. Oh,
1: God, oh. that's just Aww. depressing. You give, you give. But,
0: Mom, I don't want to sell any more of my time. Yeah, exactly.
1: You'll do as I fucking tell <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> now go out to the shops and become an old man. No. <laughs> so, Austin is the highlight of this package. Mm. Where we are told that he would rather spit in the face of the devil than shake hands with his maker. Uh, they're... Doing a good job here with the verbiage. This is missing the Freddie Blassie though. I feel like Freddie Blassie, mm. Freddie Blassie Freddie Blassie saying, Mortgaging your youth. Oh. Whatever.
0: That'll make you pull your socks up. Well, he's still on his big birthday trip because there was an episode of Raw recently that just opened with Sonny dressed as Marilyn Monroe going like, Happy birthday. To-. And it just goes on. I'm sat there afraid. It's like, what the fuck is happening? And eventually it turns out Freddie Blassie's just oh, turned okay. 80, everyone. And we made
1: like. you a special video to masturbate to Freddie this was, Blassie, this was yeah. meant to be
0: at the corporate party but we accidentally glued it to the front episode of Raw I'm afraid like. yeah so
1: Freddie Bassi's having a, a happy birthday watching his special Ooh. video that Freddie Fellini bit of him sat in the <laughs> room by himself just watching Sonny over and over again and also we're told that the people in the main event tonight including Shawn Michaels who was full-throatedly advertised here mm. <laughs> several times and then mentioned a few times that no he's not actually here the kamikaze-like tendencies of Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we've just got like a big old eight-man brawl in our yes. main event tonight. I was very excited. I was by not the prospect of this. the The mixture of people in there, I thought there was combustible yeah, elements just, here. Yeah,
2: just just the, the the team of the faces of uh, Owen, Austin, Chainsaw Charlie, and and Cactus Jack. I was like. I'm so fucking on board with this. All these guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good combo. they're they're, going to destroy DX and all of that lot. So I thought, I'm I'm into this.
0: I just got big house show vibes from it, where it's like, we've got all these things going on and nothing is going to be advanced. I just knew, looking at this match, nothing will be advanced as a result of this. This will just be a house show brawl.
1: I will say that the smoke and mirrors and the magic of the World Wrestling Federation were in full effect, because I assumed this being a B-tier pay-per-view before a pay-per-view... which is like much more clearly the focus here tonight. Mm. And I guess you know, rightly so, WrestleMania is the yeah, focus, yeah, I course. guess. You know, when they opened up here... and we had the big, like crazy big pyro... biggest pyro we've seen so far on this season, I felt like. Mm. And then that spinning around shot of that audience... in that big, big looking arena... which was honestly like five times bigger than I... I thought we'd be in a small little for this, you know, yeah. venue for this. And I thought, whoa, I everyone down here... huge crowd looks amazing... And it was only when we settled into our first couple of matches I'm like, oh, there's an empty seat there and there. And there and there and there and there and there. Yeah. And this is a sold out attendance and uh, they set mm. a record, according to them, more than the Rolling yeah. Stones. As yeah. if- as oh
0: if. well, Billy. 1998 was the absolute peak of Rolling Stones' success.
2: Yeah, it was their like, last
1: ever tour, don't you? Forget? Yeah, they were flying
0: <laughs> high on their way
2: out. Mind you,
1: Texans don't strike me as big Rolling Stones fans. I can't imagine it myself. So yeah, it was it was intriguing because obviously the product is hot, and Texas is uh, is a, is a great you know Houston where they are. It's a great wrestling town and all that. But it's funny that you count papered tickets. Like if you give mm. someone a ticket and they don't show up for free. That's such an indictment on, not on the a sell out. So they're still not there yet. No. And it's still,
0: even though we're most of the way there, this is still clearly a time of transition because like, there's a line in the opening package that really sums up this period well to me where it says, has this nihilistic attitude polluted the spirit of competition? And that has very much been the theme of the show recently on Raw. Oh, like yeah. There, there is a lot of, like, talk from the announcers and stuff of, like, this is going too far Too far is like, the buzzword moment. We, yeah. Like, really, things are getting out of control here. Like, people, people's attitudes and they're making a lot of, like... Examples of like, this is going off the script, basically. They're not doing it as on the nose as WCW would, but they are doing everything in their power to make you think like, this wasn't supposed to happen, these wrestlers and they use the words like, gone into business for themselves. Oh yeah, they've fully
1: opened up that kayfabe door of Mm -hmm. the stuff that Vince probably wouldn't have been okay with talking about it in the mid '90s or the Hogan era or anything like that. But now it's non-stop chat about ratings, eyes on the product. Yeah, you know, people. Yeah, as I said, like kind of, you we know, were accepting that wrestling is meant to be this kind of certain thing, and we've gone too far from this. And I, I like that they've kind of tied that into a few things, like Vince McMahon being like. Well, maybe we need to change a few things around here. The yeah. rest has got a little bit stale. Then bringing in Mike Tyson, which mm-hmm. has happened. Huge, huge moment. Very shortly after Tyson being brought in, we have the very big angle with the New Age Outlaws pushing Cactus and Chainsaw off the stage in a dumpster, yeah. which is treated like the most serious real-life accident ever. So they have very much chosen and picked their spots to be as controversial and as eye-catching as possible. And it's worked for the most part, I think. Like, they are getting people talking about it the way they want it to be talked about. It's
0: super effective. Like, that dumpster spot, I know for a fact we talked about it in season one, Mm. so you must be aware of it. The Outlaws put them in a dumpster, they tied it up, and then they pushed it off the stage. I thought that was pretty much it. But this takes up 25 minutes of the show. It happens, and then all the locker room comes out, like, everyone from backstage is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And they're trying to get Mm. the Outlaws, because they're acting like this is a real shoot thing. Is this
2: faces and heels coming out yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. everyone's after the outlaws <laughs> even the
0: outlaws were all like oh my the
2: god the outlaws are
1: kind of like oh Jesus Christ what that, and going? I thought that was like getting it over is being real and all that whatever but I thought having the outlaws be all like oh no we went too far and then you literally have Shawn Michaels and Triple H being like ratings yeah. and then they're all happy again I thought that was like it it, it it took a bit of the heat off of them, I thought. But you have
0: man. Terry Funk getting put onto a stretcher and Sonny is next to him the whole time, like, screaming, crying her eyes out, like her face is bright red and wet and she is, like, proper bawling. And they, they stay on this for, like, 20 minutes where JR and Cole are just like, well, we're going to try and stay updated on that for you, folks. It, it takes ages away Jesus. from the show and they treat it like this has gone wrong. This was not meant to happen. And then, you the know, another
1: thing which was treated as if it's gone wrong and it's not meant to happen, I watched a lot of the news clips from around the time about the tyson uh you know controversy inverted commas and him showing up the night after the rumble the way that they treated it and the way that vince was speaking about it was that this had gone horribly wrong and it was a media debacle and they were like you know well things didn't go quite as planned when mike tyson came to the world wrestling federation because stone cold steve austin (laughs) just had to turn up the volume and like you know for a company like, how long have we talked about it in this season, where it's like, look, we're being controversial. Yeah. Sorry, look at us, for being controversial. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. I think they've actually managed to find an effective way to it's be like, working. it's a shit show, but they have their hands on the wheel. They know It's an exciting doing. shit show. Yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> and the first match on tonight's exciting shit show, oh. from nowhere out of Texas, or NWOOSH, as I'll call it for short. It's Mark Merrow and the artist formerly known as Goldust or I should say the artist formerly known as the artist formerly known as Goldust, take it on the headbangers in what could best be described as tag team match. So what's Goldust's new name then, Kevin? Marilyn Dust.
2: Yes, he's in full Antichrist superstar makeup and, and clothing.
1: And this is from the time, this is what he would have worn around the time, of like the Beautiful People. So th-
2: this is actually late. So oh, is it? Yeah. Antichrist superstar came out in 96. The next album would come out this September, which would have been Mechanical uh, Animals, which would have been perfect for that. Would that that'd be the time for Golders to ask to have breast augmentation? Right, though, yeah. Because yeah. that's the cover where he's oh, androgynous yeah. and has the breast yeah. The Dope Show and, and The Nobodies, that's the, the album coming up. Right, so yeah. this is
1: kind of two years late. I don't spend you know, too much time talking about Marlon Manson particularly. I mean, if you've not looked up about something that's come out about Marlon Manson in the past kind of you know, 12 or so months, and particularly in the last month or two, have I, a look I've, have a look Yeah. Uh, but all I'll say is I've never seen a more desperate attempt it's to kind of court pathetic. someone because this ain't the first twirl at the rodeo of Marilyn Dust well, this, this is, is this sort of take three he's yeah. done this already well
0: it's formerly known as Gold, as Gold Dust for like two months now he's been doing every week different gimmick new outfit new idea different which means Luna has a new week. outfit a new yes. idea as well and that's the most exciting thing about Gold Dust is like he's constantly doing new things mm. this one this is the third go at doing Marilyn Manson now this is the third time in a row that he's come out dressed like this and they do the same things and he comes out to the shitty (sis) (laughs) ( Kolleg) (laughs) knockoff fucking XWF had a better (laughs) rip-off the beautiful people than this did but
2: this isn't even the first time either because towards the start of the season we had the headbangers winning and saying we're going to go see Marilyn Manson tonight and and
0: it's so blatant that they're like well, please, would you like to come to the World Wrestling Federation and make an appearance on our TV show? Well, look look how much we like your product. So obviously, you
1: know, Marlon Manson is a very controversial figure, just because it's like you know shocking and all that. At this point in time, this is pre Columbine, so it's before he's been kind of denounced as being like someone who's like causing the absolute moral decay and death of yeah. children. But well, I would imagine if there was any sort of a courtin that was going on right now, they would have dropped him like a hot bag of chestnuts at the end of this. Like, mm. I don't think there was any sort of a. I think this is they want a WrestleMania appearance. That's totally what this yeah. is. Yeah, and like I say, I, it looks really fucking desperate at this point. Yeah. It does. It's not. It's not a good fish. No. And
2: I, I, I probably think that the reason why we didn't get him is he didn't want to do it. No, no definitely. It's definitely yeah. beneath him at this point yeah. in time. He yeah. would have like. He's like. He's always presented himself as kind of like. At this time, as was like, "Yes, I'm controversial, but away from that, I'm an intellectual. Yes, yes. I'm a I'm a smart person." And wrestling is still this being looked is, down at this point. Yeah, yes. so I yes. think very he would have been so. very much in that camp of, "I'm not doing that wrestling." Yeah,
1: I don't think he wants to show up at the wrestling show with fucking Mike Tyson somehow. Like, yeah. I mean, just say that like they want WrestleMania 14 to have like Manson and Tyson. It's just such a fucking shit show. Yeah. Just controversial people. I like. mean, now we might do it for the bail money, but no, <laughs> <laughs> but not then so as excited as i am to watch two heel teams lock it up Yay. i can't help but be you know as you said the great thing about it, or the few bright spots for you because i know you've not been a fan of this gimmick of the artist mm-hmm. formerly known yeah. as but like I genuinely have loved seeing Luna particularly. Where, yes. Like, yes. You've not lived till you've seen Luna dressed as Vader. Yes. It what a look like <laughs> yeah. it's fucking incredible. She's doing some other ones recently where like half of it was like the classic like, she dressed as classic Goldust yes. and he dressed as classic Goldust recently and she'd half the faces that the classic face made the other half was the, the veins mm. yeah. and stuff. It's just like one of the few little bright spots of creativity on the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean Great for Dustin, but it feels like he is the furthest thing from their mind at the moment. He yeah. is a utility player. It's just weird that
2: he he's gonna become Goldust again. Yeah. And then we'll become to Rhodes. Du- yeah. Dustin Rhodes and yeah. become the preacher. Yep. They're gonna change it around so much. One of the things, the, the first thing I wrote in regards to this match is that I doubt we'll be seeing uh, saying that that's how you start a pay per view after this one. No.
1: Yeah, you're uh, you're 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 on the money there, Billy. Um, I, I'm not even sure if the headbangers are heels. That's what I was about to say they, But they act like heels in this match. They're there's all like dueling rest holes and fucking yeah. behind the ref back tuple teams and all that. I mean Okay, it's either that the, the headbangers are ill advisedly working heel or they really are the least popular face team. Yeah. No one gives a fuck um, no. about this. No, no, The
2: only person here who is even remotely close to being over is Sable. Sable? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: And she gets dismissed immediately yeah. by Mero. Sable and Luna, you know, uh, Luna said that that was something that just started one night when they were at a house show and there was, like, bad weather. So a lot of people didn't make it. So they had to kind of stretch out all the matches. So she thought, you know, an easy way to give them five, ten minutes for it was a goal of Stimera, we're, we're fighting. Mm-hmm. She's like, what if, you know, me and Sable started doing stuff? Because Sable, you know, it was literally in her contract, no bumps, please, yeah. you know. So this was kind of an unknown territory. And of course, yeah, this doesn't end out very well for Luna at all, but no. it is worth noting that any idea that Sable was like, put me here, make me the star. It wasn't like other people recognised. Yeah. She was dragged you know, kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, all things being said, she probably would have rather... Not have been put in the position to be like the focal point for all women's wrestling in the WWF, but well, she looks work.
0: uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, well, she always does, yeah, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Sable Jeez. never
0: looks at ease in the ring. Yeah,
1: and I think honestly, one of the best things that happens to Sable is that Sunny leaves soon because just like you can't help but compare the two blonde spokeswomen of the WWF. And That's it. Sunny is so comfortable, and Sable is so uncomfortable. It's, That's just, it. it's just bizarre
0: to me that you would let Sunny go. Honestly, she she is. So whatever you want to say about Sonny as a person, as a performer, she's such an amazing hand to have around. She can do an off... Like I say, that fucking Terry Funk Cactus Jack bit. It needed something like that. She was crying yeah, and acting her arse off. Like, she's so good as a performer. And the fact that they... Clearly, Vince Russo and Vince McMahon are just so obsessed with Sable because she's gorgeous. She hasn't got... I don't the, forget
1: Venom as well. Sorry, Venom also. <laughs>
0: but she just hasn't got, like, half the charisma that Sonny has, and it is no. mind-blowing to me that they're happy to let Sonny leave. Like, well,
1: fans absolutely incensed when Sable is sent to the backstage yeah. area. It is funny, though, because she's
2: sent to the back because Mirror says that there's only room for one beautiful lady in the ring and tells Sable to fuck off, and Luna looks so delighted. Yeah, yeah
4: and
1: Luna is, like... Luna is a beautiful woman and yeah. is incredibly good at making herself look terrifying. Mm. And yeah, she is uh, the look that she has here tonight, it is pretty much like the most terrifying zombie. Mm. Like, she, she looks scary and it looks uncomfortable what she's wearing as well. And
0: hell. this is one of the things that we're like looking back at season one and episode one that I couldn't be further from now is my opinion on Mark Miro because oh yeah. I, Adore this stupid cartoon mm. persona that he's got, where he's like literally got to be like yeah, yeah, and Sable looking absolutely gorgeous, and he's like, "There's only one beautiful woman in here, get out, Sable!"
1: <laughs> like he's such a preposterous, stupid character, That's and it. I fucking love it. I thought, like, I think there was this part of me that I, you know, and this happens so often in season one where it's like a little grudge you have from your childhood or whatever yeah. it was, and I hated Mero for like I don't know. For reasons unknown, I guess, because I th- I thought in my heart that he took himself very seriously. I think
0: we were taking it too seriously. Yeah, like, like it's a bit
1: of fun. I, I've completely turned a corner on Mero because the angle still stinks and like yeah. I don't I don't like it, it makes me uncomfortable all the time. But in terms of the man himself, Mero's Given it sucks. Yeah. So like you can't say that Mero could have done anything different. He did the absolute best that he could possibly do. And he's entertaining in this role, mm-hmm. for sure. And I, I say that in spite of the angle itself. I still yeah. think is in pretty poor taste. The headbangers are all over Mark Mero. They're mocking his boxing. Moxing. And mm. uh, the fans... Don't really care either way there. You had to point out to me that that's what they were doing because they did such a poor job. they <laughs> so rolling their hands around going... Ugh, yeah. Boxing! They look like the
0: fucking bushwhackers more than they do Mark Mero.
1: <laughs> they're playing to them empty seats on the hardcan. They're oh. trying their hardest. Guess what? Ye love the king uh, over in, uh, in in England because uh, Jerry just stops the action to say, they're watching over in England on Sky Sports and they all love the king over there. Now, as we're, we're talking, it is... You know, looking like you know that the monarch might be, uh, you know.
0: Well, did you not see the headline today that the Queen? Has... Queen, absolutely fine. It's no, just no, no, state no, no, media. No. She's not. She's not just fine. She's, she's, she's entering a new stage. She's entered a new phase, really, like, <laughs> like a boss, boss battle. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's going full code Veronica. What the
1: fuck like? <laughs> She's going
0: to come back with an eyeball growing out of her throat,
1: like <laughs> flashing red. Like. <laughs> I was wondering, like, I know Charles is a controversial choice. Is Jerry Lawler? Where is he in line to become uh. your next monarch? <laughs>
0: There was a joke about paedophilia in the royal family there, but we're not going to make it because we're better than
1: that. Better than that. Because it's the opening contest and there's no heat. And I swear to God, the man has never done it once in his career before. (laughs) Even in the hardcore spectacular, where the admittance to get in was you had to be unreasonably busted open. Mm. Headbanger, thrasher ear to fucking ear. Yeah. This man gets busted wide open.
0: We talked about this while we were watching it and I feel like I put my finger on this that I'd never really identified before. When you are a certain level low down the card, I feel like bleeding makes me really sad and uncomfortable. Yeah, I like, get that, yeah. You need to be Intercontinental Champion level or above in order to bleed on a yeah, wrestling for, show, Yeah, for I even think. no Mercy
1: fans of the N64 out there, what I said to Adam was, no one on Superstars 5 should be busted yeah, wide that's open. that's it. You like, need to be on page 1, 2, 3, or 4. Like... Like Viscera shouldn't be busted wide no. open. Thrasher shouldn't no, be busted wide open. Sad. AKI Man shouldn't be busted <laughs> wide open, you know? And this is early-ish in the match, yeah. and his blood is strewn across this ring for the entire night as
2: well and it's like it, and it's 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 obviously it's hard way as well because it's the back of his head. Yeah, the back of the head. The back of the head. No one's going to blade there.
4: What
1: happened? It's what Mark Merrow Oh I, go to his, I what know. <laughs> safe pair. I wrote in here. Merrow looked like a butcher because he was yeah. covered in so much blood. <laughs>
2: like, because so he got dropped on the stairs. Then Luna jumped on him and started look, looking like she was biting his head.
0: Is that what it was?
2: So that's why I think. But like that would. Suggest, think she actually bit his that, head. That, that, that's. But that would suggest that that was a blade job. Mm. But I but why would why would you cut the back of your head unless he's worried that it's going to get in his eyes or something he doesn't want he doesn't want wrestler's forehead so he said blade the back of my head maybe I
1: tell you what I was really worried about was the fact that Thrasher got busted wide open they continued to get the heat on that I knew we were built up to a hot tank to Marsh oh Marsh baby
0: come on Marsh
1: he ain't no Billy Gunn alright I'll (laughs) give him that you know Mark Mero does a sit-down powerbomb bomb to Thrasher, and I referred to it as a sit-down power bomb because it was so bad and so ill timed. Yeah. Just fucking sit down, right? Stop yeah. doing power bombs.
2: It was around about this time as well that Mero looks at the blood around his hand wraps and genuinely screams. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh what have I
1: become? And, like the crowd were hot. Yeah. yeah. And they have lost them. Yeah. Like, you know, by the time Mero, match. Mero's going for the TKO, and you can hear a pin drop, but don't worry, here comes the savior of the match. Hot mag to headbanger Tosh. Here he comes. And immediately he makes two steps and stays in the corner and Goldust just goes right onto him and starts working on him in the corner. (laughs) This was like a 10 minute build up to this hot tag. But the real hot tag is actually because Luna then interferes and then it's Sable. Yeah. Mosh couldn't steal Sable's thunder. So Sable gets the real reaction here. Mm. And if the idea of this match was to get Sable over... Yep. Yeah. yeah case in point it worked And we have the seldom seen In the Bruhaha from Sable and Luna Brawling we do get the seldom seen Headbanger magic yeah. As Mosh and Aww. Thrasher switch places Despite the fact that one of them has got a quarter Pint of blood on his forehead <laughs> But whatever the referee does to notice I guess The headbangers win after the TKO Gets reversed into a quick roll up pin. So yeah, there you go An awful awful match Miserable Absolute dirt mm. worst I, I did like the, the the the
2: aftermath of this though.
0: Oh yeah the the
2: even though I know it goes to a, a not
1: a good match at all.
0: But this was at least more entertaining yeah. than the actual match itself.
1: And do you know what? I actually recently rewatched that match from fourteen for the Loon episode of How to Wrestling, and just like having heard more about what actually it took to make that match mm. and you know, I think the when we watched that match in season one, or like, kind of assumed that ah, Sable been doing this, that, and the other. Like, mm. honestly, Sable has done nothing, and anything that is happens with Sable, like it's her and Luna training around the clock, any free yeah. second that they can have. And of course, it's a political minefield for Luna and all involved here because. Sable has been treated as a as a hot commodity by the top office. But that usually trickles down when you're working with people lower down the card. It's like, oh, she's protected and all oh, politics, brother. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that they get the match they get at WrestleMania 14. Like, I'll just say, from re-watching it recently, it's much better than I had given it credit for. Yeah. Kind okay, of knowing okay. the bit of work that we'll goes see. into it. We'll see. Yeah, a lot of props to Luna. But big props to Mero as well, who's like, this post-match bit. Yeah. He is on all cylinders here. Mm-hmm. At, have to remind yourself they are married yes i was thinking a lot recently about mike and maria Canellis when they were on tv and Mm -hmm. the shit they had to do where it's like i'm pregnant with your baby and i wish i was dead you know and i wish that your little tiny dick would just fall off (laughs) so i could flush it down the toilet you piece of shit you know uh, that 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 type of a thing where it's like well whatever you gotta do you gotta do it on tv you know what you gotta do on tv that's your business as a performer well it can't be comfortable doing what
0: they're doing here. It can't be. Yeah. But this presumably is finally the end of the sort of, because it's been week after week of Mero abusing Sable and her being like, oh. and then walking off. Here she finally snaps and she shoves him. And this is surely like the end of that little part oh, of it now. She doesn't just shove
1: him at him. Meryl gets keisterized. Ooh. It's dropped right on his keister there. It was, it was quite the shot heard around the world. Crowd were, like honestly, didn't care about the match because I think they came to see Sable, Like literally as, as Sable would say, and they loved the post-match bit. It works perfectly. So yeah. yeah, they lost and regained the crowd. And they lost them by having the temerity to wrestle. No. <laughs> Backstage, Michael Cole and Owen Hart. And Michael Cole's got one question, which is the question that was brought up once on Commentary, where Jim Ross went, huh, I wonder how Owen Hart and Steve Austin are going to get along. I mean, he broke his neck, right? And then it was like, shh, don't talk oh, about that. No, 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 no. And Michael Cole was like, can you and Steve Austin coexist after what you've done? Like, they showed the I Broke Your Neck t-shirt yeah. in the video package, and Owen's like, yeah, thanks for mentioning that, uh, but uh, no, we'll be all right. Um, I'm going to break Triple H's legs tonight. Yep. European title. <laughs> yeah Ooh. yeah. he just says I'll, I'll stay out of his way if he stays out of mine yeah. so we'll carry
2: on we're, we're good
1: I don't know about you guys but as a self-described own heart super fan and always hearing people going like oh the Blackheart run and the stuff he did with Sean and DX I I think it's absolutely crap. Like, honestly. Oh,
0: I loved it for the Uh, first two or three weeks. eh. I loved it. Owen coming out, like, in his civvies and, like, constantly getting in Vince's face, shouting, demanding, like, bloody murder. But that's what I mean. That was it. I loved that. And then now he's become this very tame, like... I'm here. I want to fight Triple H. I'm a European champion. Bro. Yeah, it's Ooh. really fucking tame and crap.
2: And he's ab- and he's about to join the nation of domination. I know. Well. <laughs> I know. I still like. I've I've had dreams
1: where I, where I visit. I visit like like young child me and young child me. He's like, why does Owen Hart join the nation? And I'm like, I don't. I don't know. I don't have to tell you. It's my job to know, and I don't know. I is really he, don't know. Is, is he know. in the nation of? Fourteen? Or no, something. no. It's, it's summer, summer '98 is when he joins. He carries on feeding with Triple
0: H, and then he keeps getting screwed by Triple H in China until he eventually, as he's walking away, says, "Enough is enough, and it's time for a change."
4: Bow, 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 bow. And that
0: sound is the sound of him <laughs>
1: joining the Nation of Domination. Give me those sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: coming at your heel, Godfather music. <laughs> So, who's out next? It's one of the greatest performers in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. It's only Sonny. That's right, I said it. Sonny, who's been used to inject enthusiasm and whatever is lacking into basically any feud in the history of any feud that's happening in 1998 in wrestling. They just mm-hmm. bring her out, Sonny, please make it seem legitimate. And no more so than the minis, the light heavyweights have been relying heavily on Sonny. Yes. I would have thought this is something that would make me roll my eyes, like the idea of like, oh, you're just bringing it out like, oh, here comes the hot girl, just to introduce. The the wrestlers, and like mm-hmm. I, I still think it works well. It works well because of Sunny's
0: enthusiasm. Yeah. I think. it seems like she's well into. To me, like the sort of the vibe I get is that like Sunny loves the light heavyweight division, and she's a big fan of the light heavyweights. So she's here to like get the enthusiasm across and get Sunny likes up. it. Yeah, exactly.
1: You can pretend to like it then, so mm-hmm. that you can pretend that you have something to talk about with Sunny. Exactly. You yeah. Meet her, you meet her in a meeting yeah. meet her, So you like the light heavyweights? How about yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. When Work you're about. sitting in a bed with her. A <laughs> bed- <laughs> 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 Thanks for bringing this right back down oh. to reality.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're getting very carried away with the sunny love here. <laughs>
1: well, I think she shows up at 14, and that's pretty much the end of the. Uh... She might appear once or twice yeah. more because
0: with, with she becomes the LODs yeah, manager. She has some yeah, screaming to do. That's yeah. it,
1: yeah, yeah. So she, she's pretty much on the way out, though, because, I mean, I know, I know as I watched some 98 ECW there recently, and she was on that, yeah. so oh, she'll wow. won't, she won't be here very much. Which, long are,
2: long. if I recall, we buried her. Yeah, for sure. early on. probably, well, probably because, knowing because, us Because all she seems to do in those matches was just scream mm. and she wasn't a very particularly good manager. So it'll be interesting to if she does that at fourteen. But I don't think I think they're in the battle royale, so she wouldn't be there.
1: I think like, in fairness though, just judging from WrestleMania fourteen, you don't get really a sense of like why Sonny was good at what she did. No. But like I honestly I think like she, she's a great talker and all that but I think her as a manager is just like not a good shout like you know I, nah. I feel like you want to have her like there's more important things that she can do and if she was to manage someone like maybe manage like a singles person not a tag team because mm-hmm. and also as well the fucking Legion of Doom yeah, like seriously what a, weird. Yeah. what a random pairing that is yeah so we have a lot of blood in the ring as Sonny enthusiastically Aww. introduces our next match for the light heavyweight title with I can't believe you know, how much they pushed this man, but Takamitsunoku has gotten a, a big old push here. Mm. He got the Star Wars push, Bill. Yeah, yeah, they did a special graphic where it was like Takemichinoku and it did the Star Wars font, and it's like he's from a land far, far away. And he does Hurricane Rannas and springboard planches.
4: And, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he gets the sunny push because she g- gives him a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Sonny sunny likes... Uh, lots of people got a soft spot for Taka. Sonny, who gives him a little kiss, and Jim Ross, who teaches him words like, slobber, knocker. And, and Taka's like, slobber, knocker. And he's like, kid, this is demeanour for both of us. Come on. <laughs> 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 Let's just get through it, okay? <laughs> it's Pantera taking on Taka Michinoku for the Light Heavyweight title pantera coming out with just the fucking sassiest music i ever did hear baby Uh, pantera who is one of the rare examples of like just a random kind of luchador that they're using oh really well like he's he's a rare example the fact that they're giving him a healed character like he's a baddie he's he's friends with brian christopher because brian christopher said i went out got me a mexican (laughs) and it's pantera Who's been working the heel gimmick of a loaded mask, which looks so shit. It does. It looks like, you know when you've eaten a Kit Kat and you wrap the packet back up in its
0: little foil and it's got this little tiny foil square. He's been putting that in his mask yeah. and it fucking devastates
1: Tucker. It, it it doesn't look like it fits no... What's it supposed to be? A metal plate. A piece of metal. Yeah. It's, oh, it's shit.
2: a lot of head don't do a lot of head action though
1: from him in this
0: not really no no, no.
1: so yeah he has, does he actually put think, it on or is it already there
0: they did it on Raw I yeah. don't think he has the loaded mask gimmick mm. in this match but they did but... show
1: you a recap of it yeah. to make yes. you anticipate it I mean I always like a mix match a mismatch of styles or you know kind of different types of wrestlers locking it up a luchador and a, a technical wrestler from Japan that sounds like a dream match mm-hmm. to me I don't know if it's fair to blame the blame entirely on our guest commentators for this evening, mm. but Jerry Oler and Brian Christopher are beyond insufferable. And I'm saying this having much like a lot of people from season one, I was just down on Brian Christopher. I have enjoyed a lot of his offering. A lot. A lot of a it is lot. good. Uh, this was just, it descended into full blown racism. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm not, I'm, I don't think it's very overly sensitive to say, I don't think it's appropriate to hear People talking about the shape of people's eyes and stuff yeah. like that in off-handed ways, like they were so fucking. But well, he does them. it yeah. to
2: both of them, and one of in k his friend. I know. He starts being like weird, saying weird things about Mexican
1: people yeah. and stuff. But this guy's supposed to be a mate. Nah, like there's there's enough there, because they've shown it like on the Raws and stuff that they can do stuff and be at them and be antagonistic without just being full blown racist. Mm-hmm. But like they just go into like they're borderline just springing, springing out slurs they are no they literally
0: are they, yeah, saying slurs and, and that's on the commentary. Peacock Network as
1: well
2: there yep, folks you know that, they want not edit any of that out and of you, like. can, you can hear the exasperation in JR's voice
1: during it as well like. well it's
0: because JR's trying to call this match and these two like I get it I get what they're doing and I actually do enjoy some of the buffoonery like we
1: see the side by side of both of them being
0: like that's it and they're mirroring each other's body movements as well so it's like literally like look yeah. they are father and son they are making it so on the nose and comical that it is fun But it is relentless. It is literally non-stop throughout this entire match to the point of it becoming really tedious. Yeah,
1: it just kind of... It it takes away from a match where I think... Honestly, I think it was probably Taka's worst outing on this run that we've seen him on. I think that it was either a case of them trying to do like a 20 minute match sprung into like five Mm. or 10 minutes. That's it. And
0: that is on Taka and Pantera. It's not all the commentary distracting us. The
1: the match itself
0: is a bit weird and sloppy and messy. There was some amazing work done though Mm. from
2: Pantera in particular. Absolutely. I was really like, I'd never heard of the guy. Uh, There was a couple of moves he was doing here. Like, there was, I think, it was a, a Hurricane Ram from the apron. Yes, onto yes. The ground. I That was so, incredible. I've it's '88 as well. I know, you know? I know. The
1: spots are spectacular. Yeah. yeah, I just don't think there was like a flow to it. The pacing was weird. And it's also really strange as well that we've been building to Chaka versus Brian Christopher for months, mm-hmm. and there's no sign of this at WrestleMania. We've no. got Aguila. Yes. So yeah,
0: yeah. weird. Something's gonna happen between now and Mania, I guess. Like, I'm not sure what it is, but no. it
1: just, you know any kind of justification of them going like hard on the the racial overtones thinking well it's getting heat for him to get beat well it's not like because we don't get that at WrestleMania so I would say it wasn't really worth asking if you've ever eaten a taco with chopsticks. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm not sure Brian even appears at a. Pay- I don't think he's even at
1: 14. No. I don't think we,
0: he appears again until too much. We get too much, yeah. I think yeah. That's the next time we see him on paper, view. Yeah, because we see him at King of the Rings. Which makes Jerry. me think more maybe he is about to get injured and he'll be off TV yeah. for a while, perhaps. Maybe we'll he see. pulled
1: his tongue from licking his biceps too much. <laughs> or pulled his tongue from dropping hot fire like, hey, don't say I'm stupid. I was valid dictionary in my class. <laughs> The only reason Takamichino no could beat me is that he slipped some yam into the referee's hands. <laughs> yam. Uh, I would say the most upsetting move in this match is the Romero special, the, the Mexican surfboard stretch into Thrasher's blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So no, please give me, please pick me up. Thank God. Oh. Yes. Thank J.R. called him the fucking Topes. Yeah. yeah. Don't show this to Excalibur at AEW. He's like, you told me he didn't know any of them. <laughs> He's fucking got all the Spanish words and yeah.
2: everything here. What's yeah. amazing. He's done his research. We, uh, we got a sign on hard cam during this match. <laughs>
1: the immortal Paul Bosch.
4: Yeah. Oh. Immortal.
1: Yeah. Well, it turns out for the crowd here in Houston, Texas, much like the three of us here, that there was indeed on that special night much of he in each of me <laughs> and that's why I'd like to read from much of me in each of these uh, this is only a selection because this is quite like this is quite a long poem but Joe okay. very helpful she picked out this kind of it, it's a poem of two halves the first half i think might be for another time this part though the second part, I think, is very appropriate for here tonight. I just out as well, in much of me and each of these, I know, Adam, you get a bit exasperated by it sometimes. I? But I, I thought, because you, you, you're like, oh, what's it got to do with wrestling? Let's see what Hall of Famer Big Cat Ernie Ladd has to say about this book. <sighs> and Star of the Houston Oilers. Oh, more on oh, that later. I don't often dig, but... <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I'm cool
0: with that. <laughs> 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 All right, silence, please, for Big Lad Ernie Cat.
1: I don't often dig poetry, but this is really poet. I don't dig poetry, but this is really poetic. I don't often dig. I don't often dig poetry, but this is really poetry a man can enjoy. It makes no sense. It's so badly written. Come on, big cat. We can get through this. I don't often dig poetry, but this is really poetry a man can enjoy. Written. Written by. Written by a real man. <laughs> well, so, big
0: lad would know who a real man is. So I it?
1: would like now to read what I would refer to as really poetry mm-hmm. by a real man. All right. I'm sorry, Adam, you're not comfortable with that. Is that, is that the name of this poem is really poetry? Do you want, I'm sorry, you're not comfortable with really poetry from a, from a real man. This is what a real man's poetry uh, really sounds like. Anyway. The inborn flair for impudence, a touch of arrogance and innocence Perfume with a hint of violence. That's the womanly art of self-defense. Downcast eyes promise penitence. Blending truculence with reverence. Truculance. A haughty air of insolence. That's the womanly art of self-defense. Judo, sumo, karate. Suddenly reek of impotence. Wrestling, boxing, la savette. Suffer the same consequence. A blatant display of deference. Armed with experience and confidence. She teaches the meaning of obedience. That's the womanly art of self-defense. Dedicated to a book by the same name. That was, uh, I think that was a tribute to his wife. Yeah. So, um. Bruce who? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, that's... That's really lovely. Thank you, Kevin.
1: I feel like we found another part of Paul Bosch there. It's admittedly a misogynistic and horrible (laughs) part Mm. and a bit of a scary part, but uh, there you go. Scary so, love. Scary love. Paul Bosch from Houston, Texas. The, the immortal The immortal Paul. Po- Bo- what is it with wrestlers are always I being hung up know. on? Like, if ever there was a group of people that the term immortal is yeah. not <laughs> applicable to, <laughs> most, very mortal people. The most oppressively mortal group of people in the world are professional wrestlers. <laughs> immortal, this and that. One. Come on, like. Just, just to be sure, Paul Bosch is not alive. No, he, well, not that we know of. Like. It's just, I'd like to announce that the uh, consecrated remains of Paul Bosch is the newest member of the ranch. <laughs> And uh, we're working on that immortality formula. We'll let you guys know how we get on. They're top scientists here at the ranch. Yeah, that, they didn't start talking about Paul Bosch here, though. No, that was no, later no. I on. I got a
2: sign. I thought, oh, I, that's interesting. We got a Paul Bosch sign. I'll have to make a note of that to tell Kevin. We, we get more Paul Bosch later on, though.
1: Thanks for keeping me updated, Billy. Yeah. Like, you know, some people would rather not talk about Paul Bosch at all in <laughs> this podcast. Who's that? Some people. Some people. Taka Michinoku hit what could best be described as a dirty, evil, feckin' knee off the top rope. Oh, yeah. It's been right really, 6 You You're know, the point where your spine and your, your skull mm. click into place? <laughs> it's making thing go right off Whoa. there. Right? It was fucking horrible. The Michinoku driver is reversed into a roll-up. He kicks out. Then a missile dropkick and the Michinoku driver gets us the win. I just thought it was all... Like a bit much. I don't think Pantera is a character who's going to be around very long term. Nah. So why not just give us a nice Taka showcase to heat it up. I thought That's Taka, it. if yeah. anything, was far too gracious here. Mm. And there was far too much of him selling. That's it. He was too giving in this match. The crowd like Taka. He gets a yeah. big pop. But mm-hmm. they want to see him do cool shit. I don't think they're at the point with Taka where they're going to rally when he gets beaten up. They're sitting waiting for him to do high spots. Yeah. I just don't
2: understand why you just don't, don't keep doing Taka and Brian. I know you, yeah. could, you could keep going to
0: you that well and then build up to like a tag match at Mania where you can have Brian and Jerry take on Tacker and Sonny. I was, was going <laughs> to say know, George, like, George
1: the Animal Steel they did that on Raw that and it got over Raw. big yeah, yeah.
0: George Steel was mad over with the crowd as well I, you have like, to
1: stick in with Tucker to be random i be someone who's a total character like that you have yeah. Jerry Lawler and George the Animal Steel doing panto while the two lads go Absolutely. in and do some fucking flips yeah. I, I, that, that for me honestly Sounds like my ideal wrestling match says fifty percent old man hijinks and fifty yeah. percent you know future wrestling. Something's yeah. gonna go wrong before Mania. Yeah, like I guess I guess something. so. But yeah, we have Jerry Lawler pulling back Brian saying, Oh no, it's not the time, now's not the time. And <laughs> WrestleMania's not the time either. I guess. There is no time. Uh, we got a big dive from Tack onto both. Another light heavyweight match. We got a lot more of these in this season than I thought we would. Mm. But uh, I think by WrestleMania we've pretty much given up on this as a concept. Feels like it. Backstage in the AOL zone. Oh. Cactus Jack has entered the chat! Chainsaw Charlie has entered the chat as well. And I'm here to tell you, you know, my, my right hand. I call it one thing, this is the hospital, this here is the graveyard. I don't know which one you're going to be getting tonight, but DX, I've got no time for you. I'm gonna hurt you bad I'm gonna kill you with my left hand I'm gonna dig your grave with my left hand this was fucking scary shit from Terry and you
0: can chat to Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie on AOL Online
1: he's not gonna be much of a conversationalist
2: though because Chainsaw Charlie only types <laughs> <laughs> also
0: those fucking SNES laptops they were yeah. oh my god <laughs> those know. big fucking bulky <laughs> Mario Paint accessories I did, <laughs> all, I did this I
1: was sort of Cactus Jack's theme on Mario Paint like <laughs> <laughs> woof 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 woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are putting over what happened to them from the outlaws yeah, yeah. as like hell on earth and Terry Funk is like do you think that was fun what you did make a take that rat on the mm. cement you know lying right there on the ground you nearly killed us." he was just you know there's something about Terry Funk he doesn't need to say like I've been in hellacious matches no. he doesn't need to say that because it's just implied mm-hmm. yeah. by the fucking warbly serious I've seen shit tone of yeah. his voice but also how he is in the ring yeah and people will know his history and in texas as well yeah Mm. and you know what terry funk mike foley sends back here in the promo and i will say in the main event as well here tonight that there's a bit of graciousness here to let terry funk have the spotlight in texas and i was most excited about this pay-per-view to see big match terry in big match texas Mm. and that that aspect of this pay-per-view delivered in spades i thought
2: they're also again asked about you know Who do you think this eighth man's gonna be? (laughs)
1: Who is the eighth man? Which which,
2: like they will do several times throughout this.
1: But they've just said, like, Shawn Michaels ain't here. You know, that's it. Like, not even not even an excuse or
0: a reason. Five days ago on Raw, they were making out like Sean is gonna be there. Sean is gonna be in the main event. Five days
1: on Raw, it was that spot where Austin's in the hangman, you know, position in the ropes and Michael's has the belt in his face gone. That's as close as you'll ever get. Yeah. And then he's just not here tonight. And
0: they don't give a reason. They don't explain. It's just Sean can Maybe wrestle they did tonight. on
1: Shotgun Saturday night. I don't Maybe. know. But yeah. It's, it's just treated as like. When you don't want to tell us why. It makes it less intriguing. Because it feels yeah. like they're both trying to hype up. And at the same time Dan yeah. play the eighth man. That's it.
0: It's a bit insulting, I think. Yeah. Like never mind the third had, man. We all want to know who the
1: eighth had, man is. So. Yeah,
2: had my mind running on who the eighth man is. Who do you any, think it was going to be? Bill's uh, picks. I, I thought it was either going to be Sean. Okay. And it was just a swerve. <laughs> or, or I thought it was going to be China. But, but, oh, because they
0: keep saying eighth man the whole night. Like uh, it's not but, a but, man but, at but all. Then I thought
2: like but I know for fact that China doesn't wrestle for the first time yep. until after WrestleMania, yeah, yeah. so it can't physically be China. So I was sure it would be... But I couldn't think of any other sort of top heels it could be who haven't already I mean, been used here. I yet. feel
0: like if I was watching this back in 98, after all the weeks of Raw and everything happening on TV recently, my mind would be going to fucking Mike Tyson because they've been non-stop, mm. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson.
1: Will Mike Tyson get in the ring? Mike Tyson will be in... This very ring, uh, Austin straight up challenged him for No Way Out. Yes, he said Mike Tyson, No Way Out, be there, be there. Yeah, and then there's nothing about that, not a not, mention, not even a whiff. I thought no. they'd be showing bits of the press conference, yeah, but yeah, it feels like maybe they're just trying to hold back a bit of the Tyson so we don't mm. get over yeah. overfilled on us. But
2: based on what we do get later on, which we will talk about then, like,
1: I don't know why you would keep mentioning don't even mention it. No. No. yeah. That's a terrible idea. Honestly,
0: stop hyping it up for fuck's sake. <laughs>
1: well, there's literally no way I can hype up this next match. Ugh. Fuck me. It's, Why? It's, it's the Quebecers taking on the Godwins! Yeah, once I heard that theme, boo doo! We don't know much about this man King. All we know is that he's had a solid three months of training in Florida. <laughs> Several allegations have come out against oh. this man. <laughs> he wrestled Hamas to a one-hour draw on NXT to a doo doo doo. One of the stars of Raw Underground, dude. You know what? I'm just going to say it.
0: This 97 98 period has been some of the best fucking music in all of wrestling. I
1: fucking love these clunky, generic ass themes. I know, They're right? So good. I've, I've, got, I've got a name for this music. This music is the big, untrained galoosh theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heel versus heel. And also, two of the least over heel teams, the Quebecers, have just returned after a brief run in WCW. Of course, Quebecer Pierre, who had wrestled as Jean-Paul Lafitte in, yep. and, you know, in some title matches, who, you know, I think you and I saw him in WWE, the big man doing sentons. Oh, shit. I think I did a pay-per-view classic with uh, Bret Hart yes. headlining against the Pirate, you know, and that was... This man's very impressive. Yeah. But I think Jacques is definitely not on the same level as Pierre. But uh, Jacques, who blows up like the Hindenburg in this match. Yeah. Wisers! And their gear is so crap! This is so shocking to me that this is
0: like the run-up to WrestleMania, the hottest period, Mike Tyson, all eyes are on the product. And this... This pay per view just feels like a fucking obligation or something. Like they just like they told the Quebecers, "We'll put you on pay per
2: view. Come back over it." The the, the pay per view before WrestleMania, every match should be a storyline match, right? That's building to something, or you've got to see WrestleMania, or at least ends with. This, this is what's
1: happening at WrestleMania. A lot of these are feuds that either go nowhere or definitely do not get resolved at WrestleMania. I mean, yeah.
0: calling this a feud is fucking generous. Maybe because we've not been watching Shotgun, we've not seen what's going on Ah, here. this has been on
1: Raw as well. The, the Quebecers, get this, got hit with a bucket. But then, Ooh. see you later, bye. The Godwins also got hit with a bucket. Salacious. I mean, there's not a whole lot to well, say here. The, the only thing I would say is that
2: Pierre is like, Exceptionally agile for oh, how yeah. big
1: he is. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's a very That's agile very big man. He's the man who Kevin Owens, like you know, kind of. I feel like he's modeled a little bit after yeah. where he was like a very unassuming man from north of the border who could do a sweet fucking flip if if needs be. But I think Jacques lets the team down. I think Jacques is a great character. Like he's there going like, "Hey, I'm Canadian." Double bicep pose, and then like two seconds later, though, you know, two seconds later, he's. Like he's gassed to the point where I was wincing when he was pe- picking up like Phineas and Henry for moves. No, and then oh. Henry had neck issues, yeah. And this lad's go-to is a fucking pile driver with, well, the, with the arms clasped around the gush like... Funny you
0: should say that because at forty-five minutes and fifty, he does pick up Midian with a big,
4: Wah!
0: and then a little while later we have a pile driver. Where he, he goes to the pile driver and goes. Honestly, the only fucking source of joy I mm-hmm. had in this match. The other source they, of joy.
2: Those weren't your grunts of the night. Those oh, really? sorry.
1: Those were the grunts. Those were the grunts. Just, of let's so okay. be clear on that. Very
4: clear. Tristan, they live so far back in the
1: woods. You have to oh. pipe in sunshine. Well, at least we got a new member of the grunt the grunt family with Quebecer Jacques. Welcome in, I guess. All I can say from Jacques when he comes out of the way he handles himself is he's not a man who is probably comfortable with the top-down camera angles that seemed. Like, they had a satellite up there which sold purpose, the Eye satellite, to see how bald he was. Oh, yeah, you mentioned the camera focusing on his bald
0: spot, and I said, baby, that's not a bald spot. <laughs> that's just a full-on scalp right That's there. fucking
1: rule Field. It's endless. Like, I look at that fucking bald spot, and I feel a sense of adventure. Like, that ain't
4: good. <laughs>
1: I do like Shockle because he's loud. You know, yeah, that's what I like about I him. I like a too, big yeah. laid galoot. Like. Jerry Lawler, he's obviously been watching American Crime Story as yes. well, and he's got very strong feelings about uh, the Monica Lewinsky scandal. This is and this is 97
0: 98, Jerry Lawler, who is already, by our admission, a very, very shocking man. He's, this, he's the worst
1: he's ever been, is this person? Yes, this is say, like yeah.
0: proper dark side Jerry. And even with me being used to hearing it week after week, him saying nasty things... This might be one of the most shocking things I've ever... I swear he must have got fined for saying this or something. Well, no, because they didn't immediately
1: apologise, so they thought it was fair game, I think. You reckon?
0: I thought they just didn't want to talk about it or address it. Like, I felt like once you said it, it's like, just move on, move on, move on, move on. Like, forget it. I
1: Again, less than that, Vince is not on commentary, but I'm assuming he's in the headsets, but... I would imagine. No attempt was made to apologise for, I wish Lee Harvey Oswald was around... Kill the president. <laughs> Where's Lee Harvey Oswald
0: when you need him? Like,
1: because I want him to assassinate the president. <laughs> <laughs> But also, I like the president because I like. I- Hello, <laughs> Help! <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't say that on TV. Yeah, I don't think that's. Uh... Wishing
0: harm upon a sitting president.
1: It's like, it's weird the way that this company kind of. They don't
0: know what they think of it, do
1: they? Because, like, like you know, something that is. You know, I think it's something that you and I, Bill, have. have you know, we've we read up on, we've watched about, we're kind of aware of. But I know something that was very shocking to me, and I found out recently was a contrary to my old beliefs that it was, you know, Bill Clinton got impeached. He did this thing where, you know, he had sexual relations with someone. He was caught out in a very obvious lie but he got off on a technicality because of the wording of the lie, depending mm-hmm. on what your definition of A is, is. Well, what is a torrent? you know? I mean, an IP address that could be my neighbor. It could have been Hillary. It could have been Chelsea downloading South Park Season 1, Episode <laughs> 1. You know, but he, it was obvious that, like, he had, he had lied, he was caught, and he was doing a dirty thing that is, is viewed as being immoral or whatever, so everyone didn't like him. But him and Hillary were more beloved after the scandal mm. than at any point beforehand. Mm. This is like this was the basis of Hillary Clinton being like, "Oh, she could be president one day." I mm. thought this was the star of like, "Oh, Hillary could have been president," but this did it. No, this this got them brownie points.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's it's humanizing to get a blowjob, isn't it?
1: Like, who doesn't love a good blowjob? Ah, uh, who doesn't want to be fucked with a cigar? Like, no. you know, what I mean.
4: Uh, you know, we, it gets pretty dehumanizing pretty quickly. And I'll,
1: I'll say, like, read about Bill Clinton because I thought I, you know, I read a big book of presidents and thought I knew about it. I didn't know fucking shit about it. Mm. And yeah, I just, it's just funny seeing this ever more complicated clusterfuck of a public political scandal get constantly raked over the hot coals of like, you know, comedy shows that need to be written on the hour, every hour, every day, mm. more comedy, more bits, more monologues. And it feels like no one really knows what it is they want to say. They want to make fun of Monica Lewinsky, yeah. They kind of want to, like, high-five Bill Clinton in a weird way, but, like, I watched this long segment where it was, like, Jon Stewart, who's meant to be Mr. Fucking Liberal, where he superimposed his head over a picture of Bill Clinton where he was near Monica Lewinsky and pretended to fuck her from behind for ten minutes. Jesus. And, like... All right, what's the joke there? That feels pretty much like a good job, bro. Like that, I mean, WWE. I feels like they're almost on the wrong side of pop culture here by trying to like denigrate Bill Clinton. I think them leaning more into like Shawn Michaels being like, yeah, the president. Yeah, that's actually probably more the speed of what people actually felt. Yeah. And that's fucking wild. And why are we talking about this in the middle of a Quebecers match? I know, (laughs) I know. Probably because the next thing I've got written down that I don't know how to segue into is JR tells us that he is checked and dungarees are sanctioned by the Texas Wrestling (laughs)
4: Association. If Uh, there was
1: any doubt. I spoke to Paul Bosch earlier. and He said, wear them. You know they're, they're <laughs> sanctioned with those endorsed dungarees. Midian is pretty much wrestling like a pig because he's, he's just dri- like out of the corners of his mouth, he's just fucking drilling non-stop. Oh my but, god, the amount of fucking slime coming out of his face. Dueling headlocks lead to the big double team, which is the assistant on from the Quebecers. It's a pretty cool when where uh, you know they hold the hands. These kind of you know the the, the Andre uh, Jimmy Snooker spot where well, yeah. he's like no one will ever find out boss and then he, right. throws the <laughs> he throws it off the top like but it's, it's not the finish Henry Henry literally comes in and just does hilarious and that's, that's it, it. That's a clothesline a, a fucking clothesline do 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 uh. <laughs> well no, the Godwins pick up the win we get them laying at the Quebecers with a pair of buckets I think the next time we see a Quebecer is that bro for all yes mm. I mean get your money where you can lads but Jesus Christ
0: uh, fucking house show. Honestly, this match had no right to be on a pay per view this close to WrestleMania.
2: Yeah. I can't remember who is it who lays up Pierre at brawl for all. Is it one of Bart
1: Guns? I think it was Bart Guns, Yeah, yeah. I know that Pierre was considered to be like one of the guys where it's like, oh, Doctor Death ain't gonna have an easy ride. It's like this man with one eye is probably gonna fucking kill him. Like, yeah, yeah there's a few people like that. Oh, Blackman and Severed were also. But I kind of can't fought two blokes with one eye. Who's That's the other
0: one? Doctor Death.
1: Oh, of course, yeah, Dr. Death was... was,
0: was Dr. Death only got one out. But he had
1: partial vision yeah. uh, in right. uh, one of his eyes. But uh, I'm not, let me double-check. I, I remember so
0: little. We might have to do a Brawl for uh, All revisited. Brawl for no, All two. No, yeah.
1: actually, we don't. What?
2: We <laughs> add, the audio add, was a bit fucked up, if you remember. We so. can add in all the stuff we learned from the, uh, the Dark Side of the
1: Ring episode. Yay! Oh, that, that'll <laughs>
0: add some much-needed fun to the effect
1: i <laughs> about to ruin my search history now <laughs> with a of you For all, all. For all. <inaudible> Pierre fought Doctor Death in the first round right, of the ball right. for all. And if you remember, that was that was the one where I'm pretty sure like it was a proper fight, and that like afterwards it was like okay, Doctor Death won, but points. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's kind of was the case that I think it took a lot of out of him and made him also realize that he wasn't ready to f- you know surprise, surprise, JR's fantasy book and didn't live up yeah. to it, yeah. but. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the Quebecers for you. It's just odd. It's a tag team I really associate with the, the mid-90s. Yeah. You know, John, Johnny Polo. We're not the nineties, That type of yeah. thing. Not this fucking weird what weird black outfits on them.
0: I don't get their gimmick at all. No. Not in the slightest. They don't make any sense to me. They're from Quebec and that's it. Okay. That's all you've got for me. Like, okay. <laughs> do better.
1: Backstage, the New Age Outlaws. Whoa, man, it's me. Doc Hendrix! Spelled D O K, not D O C or O Double need to talk first about Doc Hendrix's special night he got in Texas <laughs> today after this. Oh,
2: okay.
1: Uh, so they did a little video package. Where it's like, you know him as Doc Hendricks. Like, hey everyone, I'm here in the please buy the pay-per-view zone. Look at this inflatable sunny chair. You know, (laughs) (laughs) look at this really big poster of The Undertaker. Ruin your house. Put this up. (laughs) But before he was Doc Hendricks, he was from Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. As part of the Fabulous Freebirds, Michael P.S. Hayes redefined rock and wrestling, and was more than willing to share his attitude with the adulation of all his fans in Texas and around the world clips of him and Garvin and this fucking beating everyone up being cool hitting him with the boot moonwalking singing Bad Street Atlanta GA and here he is folks out he comes in Texas and out he comes in a Rise War t-shirt with the biggest jeans you ever did see (laughs) and it's just him like imagine you know how he comes out at Wrestlemania 17 yeah but kind of take away all that pomp and circumstance he's not got a robe He's wearing a sleeveless war t-shirt. Okay. He's not in as good shape, but he's got really big jeans. And he just kind of dances around. Okay. To people who are like, oh. Why well, is Doc Hendricks dancing around. Right. And then Kane comes out. Yes! <laughs> yeah! And uh, chokeslams Michael P.S. Hayes. Fucking A. And you he afterwards he's like, thanks, Vince, I, I told you I could still go. Yes. <laughs> I know if Mark's not ready for WrestleMania, you know, I've always, always packed my gear. Oh. <laughs> you kill that bastard. So I just thought I'd let you know that one of your favourite people beat up one of your least favourite people. Thank you. So Thank you. Thank you, also, wrestling. Why
2: would they put him out in Texas and expect like something big?
0: Because, I,
1: mean, I mean, he was, he was a star in... They Texas. They were. He would have been a heel in Texas. So right? why
2: mm. would they expecting... This? Or was it purely so they can have the adulation
1: of, oh, he's about to get fucking murdered by Kane? I mean, it, it was quiet, and then people popped when Kane beat him up. No, be nice, but, you know, it would have got more of a reaction if he came out as Doc Hendricks and interviewed someone and then Kane beat him up. Or if he came out with his big Confederate flag draped around him, maybe. Yay!
0: Like, yes. We're in the South. <laughs> you, you all love this. <laughs> Now, <laughs> th- these three men, Doc Hendricks, New Age Outlaws, is one word that sums up when I see these three on screen together.
1: Deviousness! Deviousness? <laughs> Deviousness Albert and Deviousness Bravo. Uh, they're not on QVC, though. They're here no. to throw a pay per view. And who is the eighth man? They just, they honestly just ramble. Yeah, it's this bit, is crap.
2: They don't know who the eighth man is. They were expecting
1: Doc to tell them. They want, they're not in the loop. They want no. ratings, though. They said that. And Road Dog's like,
0: we're going to go out there and we're going to grab respect and we're going to take the respect for ourselves. Well, Billy, what are you going to say? Well, we're going to go out there and we're going to grab some respect for ourselves. That's the end of
1: that, then. They're still at the point where they're kind of treating them like they're equals on the mic. Like yeah, sometimes, really, they, really not. Like, well, Billy, <laughs> do you want to do the oh, you didn't know this time oh,
4: around? Oh, so embarrassing. And he's like,
1: <laughs> you didn't know? Well, we're better gonna call someone, I guess. Uh, Billy Gunn is a fucking stud here. Everybody, yeah, you know. we're gonna call our mamas. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, take so, your phones out
2: now because it's we're gonna... almost as cringe as when they won't let him do it at Raw One Thousand. And Charles says, "I want to do it. <laughs> I was the original."
1: Oh, Billy, you're not allowed to say anything. I mean, Billy gunn he, he is—he's definitely firing all cylinders here. Physically, like he is wrestling without a talk Oh yeah, he looks like a fucking stud, he and he—he he is probably one of the standouts in the main event here tonight. But Jesus Christ, if you think I'm going to get heat by Billy going to turn to the camera and be like, hey, why don't you send me them Nielsen ratings and I'll tell you about the audience share the new age outlaw's got. I'm like, Billy, do you understand this? Because, like, I don't. And I don't think you do either. No one gives a fuck. It is the most boring fucking thing. And get this, I like maths. Sometimes I do it for fun. And I don't want to hear about Demos and the proportional... But rep- yeah.
0: NXT had 10 more points than than
4: Oh AEW they did. fucking
1: lost! Get over it!
4: <laughs> Bunch of
1: fucking diddlers and do-nothings! You lost! It's over! Game over! Alright? <laughs> You're done NXT! You're through! <laughs> And oh, no. I'm going to inject NXT <laughs> with a lethal dose of diddlers. <laughs> Coming up next. Oh, you're talking about great wrestling themes. I literally Fargo go oh. around the house. Still happening. Double J, Jeff Jarrett taking on BJ, Blackjack Bradshaw here in his home state of Texas. This is for the prestigious NWA North American Championship. Uh. I... Actually kind of like Jared coming out being surrounded by all these old shit farts. It works mm. for Heel Heat yeah. for sure. Because yeah. it's like
0: who the fuck cares about this parade of has Like
1: And like they're kind of trying to make it out a little bit like the like the NWO because JR keeps saying, Who's gonna join the NWA next? You know? And who gives him? <laughs> no one cares? <laughs> and you know what's really funny? Every last pay per view I was praising Jackal for being like you know for having the bit where he's like I want Vince McMahon's job I want yes. him to be sitting in that office of type tower well unless he's come out with the exact same verbiage two weeks later as Jim Cornette who now the gimmick with the NWA is is that he considers the WWF to be an outlaw organization one of these renegade promotions that's coming out from underneath the NWA and he wants to bring this outlaw organization back under heel and he's going to be running the show now Vince McMahon right so for Jim Cornette's taking over the WWF of course he is. With <laughs> The real with, invasion yeah. with, He's going to do it with the rock and roll express I And see. the saddest Barry Windham you ever did Aww. see I Wait.
0: didn't know that was Barry Windham and at first And Barry
1: Windham, former NWA champion The man who was like honestly One of the most underrated NWA champions of all time From that period Flair, Sting, countless names went out of their way To say that Barry Windham never got his fucking fair dues But making him come out here you look fucking depressed. Looks nothing like him. Yeah. Sad. This fucking. This- bad vibes of him and the Rock and Roll Express who looked like yeah the only thing worse than the Rock and Roll Express is the really scary mural they have painted on the back of their coats mm. do you see like that
0: DDP on the
2: back yeah. of his coat I was going to say it looks like you know those like faces of like celebrities or characters you get like at a fun fair yes on the
0: side
1: of like a fun house yeah like, is, like, here's those...
0: Mickey Mouse and Roger Moore and, Pam- <laughs> and
1: Pamela and Anderson <laughs> hubba hubba <laughs> and the Rock and Roll Express <laughs> I was really worried that they were going to come to life and come out. (laughs) running around all scary so yeah Double J is a perfect dance partner for Blackjack Bradshaw yes agreed Bradshaw all man a yard wide had a great show at the Rumble they've had him as like the one man holding his own against all these NWA guys Mm. a big hoss like that having all these old fuckers coming after him and try to cut out his momentum. This is a, you know, <laughs> it ain't too hot for the NWA, but man, I was surprised by Bradshaw was as over as he was right here. Yeah.
2: In, in spite of how laughably poor he looks. Oh, he
0: looks so shit. Big, big, well,
2: horseshoe-shaped mustache, leather
1: chaps. Still got the Black Jacks logo on him. Yeah, you, you got Barry Wyndham saying, like, I'm a former NWA champion. You have me coming out playing dress-up about some old New York tag team that Vince's dad gave a shit about, and I don't. It's embarrassing to dress like that, and then Bradshaw's like, Well, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna dressing. Gonna carry on. I, I don't have any other clothes! Oh, <laughs>
0: but his hair that he fucking cut with a knife and fork. Like he looks, <laughs> he looks so bushly. Which is a shame because he is amazing here. Like yeah. he is so good. He's,
1: he's really but good. But
0: his appearance is
1: crap. I'll always love Like, he's just being Stan Henson. You know, if you've ever seen Stan Henson from back in the day, he comes out, the big rope, the chaps, are all undone, so they're flapping like wings in the air, fucking throwing this shit around, cowbells, hats, waistcoats, just loads of cowboy shit, basically, right? And I just think Jarrett, you know, squirming away, and then Bradshaw just looked like he's about to run through those ropes. I got so excited within five seconds of this match, them doing the little bit where they're like, only Jim Cornette has a manager's license so the rest of the NWA have to get out oh, of here oh that's
0: great that is good a manager's license a that of, should be a permanent gimmick
1: a little like, bit of kayfabe. I love yeah. that so I find myself out in spite of everything being really excited about this match Same, yeah, uh, so yeah. I, was, I was looking forward to seeing you know
2: Bradshaw stiff the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of everyone. Yeah. I was
1: not disappointed because we start off with chap whips and stiff shots. Oh, he's fucking leathering him straight away. And I love that the double J gets like one move in and he's like, I told you I'm the bassist, strutting around, double bicep So good. Like again, Cornette is so entertaining. Yeah, Cor- mm. Cornette who... You know, shooting interviews are to be believed. He is not a happy camper right now because he has to move back to Connecticut to work at the office. Yeah. Hates. This is when he says
2: he's put on all the weight. Yeah,
1: and he's bumping in this match like he's, you know, a young man and he is not a young man. This is something he saw later in Heenan's career where he was still like, all right, I'll take the bump, you know, go on, press slam the Ultimate Warrior. You need to do so, so badly. Mm. But it's like you know, the people who are booking this have got stars in their eyes thinking about you when you were in your 20s and you're fucking in your 40s now. And, you know, even though it's safe as safe can be, I did wince. And even though it's fucking Jim Cornell, I still winced when he was bopping around Mm. and, you know, taking bumps for Bradshaw. Because he comes in he's literally like sweats through his blazer. Yeah. Like genuinely, looks like he's going to have a cardiac event at any moment. Like he looks so unwell. He's pasty, he's pale and he's like fucking sucking wind. It's just like, and that's, just being at ringside. And I guess that sucks because I know he likes to be a manager and all that, but I don't think he can do what he wants to do here. I think nah. If he had his way, he would have been like 10 times more what he was doing here, you know? Cornette goes for the bad knee of Bradshaw, which has, you know, got that massive knee pad on it. And Jor is like, he hurt that knee in the NFL. He hurt it playing college football, and he goes, "Yeah," and he hurt his knee right here in the world wrestling federation. <laughs> I, I,
2: I I had to take some umbrage with saying he, he fucking hurt himself in the NFL. Well, oh. he, did, he did actually get to the NFL. He did he? He some out so J, uh, so he was an undrafted free agent. Right. So he so was like, he just... wasn't chosen from like a college level. Okay, where they where a team said, "I want you." He basically went when he around would have to the He would have
1: been eligible to be picked. Though. Yes, he yeah. would have
2: been eligible to be picked. No one picked him. So post draft, he went to various teams and went, Do you want me? Do you want I'll, I'll that's do that The Rock did as well. Though, that's right? what The Rock yeah. did as well, yeah, after leaving the University of Miami. Uh, he was drafted then as a free agent to the LA Raiders but Ben was immediately released before the season started right. he never played a game no. for the NFL all right, I think it's really
1: funny I just have this image in my head of like you know when Bart shows up late to pick his extracurricular activity yeah. and like Bradshaw shows up late to the draft and everyone is all filled up and there's Gerald Briscoe with a big fake moustache going come over here we got loads of spots on our rest of you team you can come and join the
0: team if you want to send me up so did he fucking hurt his knee in the showers or something then? no
2: I didn't like, never played a game I I mean, he, what?
0: and he very well could have have hurt his leg
2: training for the la raiders right
1: cornet gets into the ring he bounces around some more bounces into jeff jarrett and i swear every single nwa match is like it's like a rule they have to end like this where someone usually Cornette, does something in front of the referee but for some reason thinks he's done it behind their back and the referee's like you can't do that this yeah that was so crap they did crap, a really cool end. bit one bit that they did and I thought this is the this is the way to get this over and get heat they did a match anyway where like one of the nwa bells was on the line and it was very obvious that they had lost the match mm. but then because they had the nwa referee who would come in he says, no, 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 this match actually is over because someone went over the top rope. For
0: fuck's the
1: NWA rulebook says fuck, that's fuck an all man. Sake. And so Cornette and all them go, yay, yeah, we won on DQ. And that's great because that's like the pedantry and everything. that yeah. the NWA yeah. people, hey, but look, WWF is many things. It ain't ECW. And this mm. doesn't work because. They don't want to go whole hog on the tradition versus the new school, mm. so instead we have Cornette hitting someone in the face with a tennis racket, and being like, "That's not allowed." What? Yeah, yeah. and it just was—it was a flat finish
0: then. very flat, you know, really fucking flat.
2: I think this would have been better if, if instead of Bradshaw, if Jeff was feuding with Triple H because he uh, Cornette would have no problem with him swinging
1: by his house. Hey, <laughs> <Hey-o>! <laughs> so you do have Brad racketing the NWA and. Jim Cornette taking a fucking... I can still take a scoop slap! Oh, and Bradshaw's lining up for a fucking clothesline
0: from hell on Jim Cornette. I was literally salivating. And Venom's there, go
4: please!
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the NWA then come in, they all get him. LOD come out for a big pop.
0: The
2: fucking Are they like ever
1: going to fuck off?
0: Like, because WrestleMania yeah. 14, we were like, oh, it's the return of the LOD. They're back in their 2000s. It's been weeks since we've seen them. Literally, it's going to be like a fucking Fortnite's holiday
1: at this rate. like well, we, leave. Can't, we can't miss you if you don't go away. Honestly. <laughs> they keep fucking coming back. So yeah, LOD. And again, this is probably, of all the pops they've gotten, this is like third biggest, you know, mm. on the run so far. This is diminishing returns... And they will continue to diminish. 98, not a kind year no. to be a road warrior in any way, shape, or form. I should point out as well, this is another angle with time on every show mm. that is not remotely referenced at WrestleMania. Yeah. I think we got, we got the Rockers maybe in the Battle Royale or the I X? think
0: so, yeah, in the big Battle tag team Battle Royale. And isn't,
1: yeah. isn't Jeff a space pedophile? Yes, the next another
0: thing, yeah. He's we, changing, we, changing that gear up, yeah. And getting a Tennessee lead. Back to being a country and western guy. We've yeah. got to do that in four weeks. Back like. to formula. Yeah, I agree. Really, the, the road to WrestleMania is
1: a great time to like, freaking change your gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere on that road uh, how, he gets out of a car and gets on a horse. Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> how, how this how this Jeff is going to turn into the Logan's Run
1: Jeff
0: I know
2: I have no in idea four weeks I
1: think it's just going to like you no know, more than when you know the serious Jeff we got at the start when he returned turned into this kind of weird cartoon yeah NBA that happened Jeff. suddenly didn't it so identity crisis mm. you know, notwithstanding so yeah another hot angle we don't see at Wrestlemania I should point out there's other good time to say it we had people in the comments below and I love this love this when we ask for folks on Patreon you know Hey, any kind of news articles or buzz you remember from around the time? Any memories of this pay-per-view to get kind of other people's perspectives? We usually get a bit of a potpourri of like what was on the AOL boards at the time. I'm not sure this is true or not, but apparently they were going to debut the new Midnight Express, which we got with Bodacious Bart and Bugtacular Bob later on. Apparently it was going to be Edge and Val Venus. Fucking ridiculous. Two young, long-haired Canadians. Talk
0: about dodging a bullet, both men. Backstage, it's China
1: and Triple H. Everybody wants to be in DX. Everyone in Japan wants to be in DX. Everybody in WCW wants to swing by New York City and be in D-Generation X. But no one's allowed to be in DX. <laughs> especially me. But he, he's he been very clear, and they've said so over and over. They want you to all know the New Age Outlaws are not in DX. Nox, nope, not allowed. No. They have a little bit of promise, maybe. Mm. They're not in They're DX. They're not in DX. Which I really feel like they need to get over it and just say it, because they are in DX, yeah. aren't they?
0: They pretty much are. That's the thing. I remember, again, season one, after WrestleMania 14, Triple H comes out and he does the birth of DX 2.0. Yeah. like. And I thought the New Age Outlaws was just like, a, oh, okay, that's a bit random, but I guess it makes sense. No, they already are in DX yeah. at that point. Like yeah. they've been working together for ages by now.
1: So yeah, it, it just feels like um, I know he's covering for his buddy here yeah. because Triple H does this promo where it's like it's gonna be a handicap match because no one can replace Shawn Michaels. He's the best. He's the icon. Mm. And then they're like, well, you know, um, you you kind of have to have a partner. Like, it'll be decided for you. He's like, I don't care. So it's it's <laughs> yeah. basically Triple H saying, prepare to be disappointed because this is not endorsed by why the would yeah. you, Why would you build it up at all? All this,
0: all this fuss Throughout and build the up they're making, it's got to be someone huge. It's going to have to be like someone massive that they brought in, like an outside talent or <gasps> Who something. Who could it be? Maybe Bret Hart's back, like, already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe Hogan waiting on his contract offer from January, right? Everyone's been saying, where's The Undertaker? Maybe he'll turn up in the main event. It's yes. got whoever it is it's gonna be a big 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 yeah. fucking
1: deal for sure you know what as well very happy Undertaker still M.I.A. yes and he has not appeared yet good on him for that yes. backstage Doc Hendricks is with the Nation of Domination and he's like I'm standing here with the leader of the Nation of Domination like Rock just goes to take the microphone yep. and Farooq's like oh,
0: come here to me now You've all seen the GIF of this segment, everyone. Well,
1: I didn't realise there was 30 other GIFs oh, in it. Oh, yeah. baby.
0: I didn't catch a word of what Farouk had to say. That was the point, though, I guess. Yeah, because the, the Faruk- whole
1: time... Farouk is too busy, turned around, and he's trying to intimidate Doc like he always does. He's turned with his back, and he's like looking down at him. But, but as he's doing that, you know, The Rock is just front and centre, and Farouk doesn't notice. Yeah. And everyone else in, in, in the NOD is like, uh-oh. And Farouk <laughs> is just completely ambivalent, and Rock's like... Making every pantomime silly face. Yeah. It was like I'm going to say one of the best Rock problems we've had, and he didn't utter a single word. Honestly, unreal. If if we weren't a bit more strict about the
0: rules, this would be my match of the night because this is the best <laughs> segment on the whole oh, yeah. show. <laughs> Absolutely, the, the Rock's
1: faces are
0: incredible here. It
1: really reminded me because I I did look at a did Heat Wave '98 recently um for pay per view Classique, and. You know, We did a lot of time talking about Rob Van Damme and looking at his you know his promo work and stuff yeah. like that. We did a, the RVD episode on How To as well recently. And I got big Rob Van Damme vibes off The Rock. Yeah. You know when Sabu and Fonzie are there getting all intense, all worked up, and Rob's just like kind of... Your know, bass is going, The whole time. The Rock has big, big energy like that here. Loved it. I thought it was different. And I'm also glad he didn't do it again. Yes. I think if you did this too much, it would become something... Kind of redundant and hokey. Nah, just the yeah. one night The thing. one half, and the, you immediately get the story. The Rock, he's, he's he keeps pointing the mouth, and I'm the champ. Yep. The Rock's the champ. And the Rock's like, I'm the leader. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> not Farouk. Not <Baruch>. like, <laughs> this guy. Like, you know. Well, they're getting excited because they've got a war of attrition match coming oh, up next. Boy. Which I would like to ask everyone right now for the war of attrition match, where it's the entire nation, Rocky. Farouk, Dilo, Kama, Mark Henry taken on Ken, Chains, Skull, 8-Ball and a returning Ahmed Johnson into a, you know actual in ring competition, and not just a shitty Royal Rumble appearance. Uh-huh. War of Attrition match announced as such. Announcers say it's a War of Attrition match. You got a War of Attrition match coming up. What's a War of Attrition match, Billy? It's a ten-man tag match. Yeah. yeah,
0: but but it shouldn't be yeah. like. A war of attrition, we talked about this when the match started, a war of attrition is when you're basically just trying to grind each other down. We you're... played Age of Empires, you're... we've heard this term before. You're throwing <laughs> enough like artillery and cavalry and cannon fodder at each other that all you're trying to do is basically wind them down basically trying to grind them down and wear them out until... So it should be a submission, only win by submission. Or just fucking elimination. elimination maybe. Like. And I was like... Or weapons. We were talking about this and we are like, checking what attrition actually means by dictionary definition. Like, oh, okay, so I can see what they're getting at here. And I felt a little bit silly and embarrassed that I wasn't sure what it meant. But then fucking JR and Jerry Lawler, it's their fucking show and their match to commentate on. They don't know what it means. Mm. Jerry says to him,
4: why does attrition mean, JR? And
0: JR's like, Huh. well... I- i could ask you the same thing
4: oh no come on tell me what does it mean canonically i'm stupid and you're
1: smart so you have to know it, it, <laughs> it
0: means uh it means elimination he literally says it means elimination oh. so oh, okay we've got a 10-man elimination tag this is going to be a fucking long affair Bit screaming is it? down the headset you ruined this <laughs> <laughs> but they don't go back and clarify on that or anything nope. they just leave it there they leave it yeah. at that so this whole time i'm oh. looking at 10 men and looking at the fact that we're like still got over half of the runtime left to go on this pay-per-view, and I fucking thought this
1: is gonna be an hour-long match. Yeah, because no eliminations are coming. I'm like, is 8 ball going the distance? What's going Honestly, on here? How long we're we gonna take. So yeah, this is the last appearance of Ahmed Johnson, who debuts a new hand symbol here when he comes out yeah. tonight. Nice. So while watching this match, uh, my
2: partner Zan walked into the room mm. and she was genuinely stunned. By the physique of Ahmed Johnson, oh like, it's something yes, else. Jen, she she was looking at him, mouth again <laughs> This is the first time she'd ever seen him. I was just like, she was like, Who wait till you is hear that? him
0: speak. Yeah, what that's what I, I said to her. Wait till you see Zan make a Lego bionicle of <laughs> Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> oh, he is bionicle, Listen absolutely,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, his his exit we've talked before from from Raston was was unceremonious. You know, I think in twenty mm. twenty and twenty twenty one, he did infuse talk about you know the racism he experienced and all that. But at the time, I think I think everyone but Ahmed knew that his time was up, basically. And his mind was elsewhere because his sister was... Uh, he had family issues. His sister was dying of cancer at the time. And mm. uh, this was his last match. His last appearance was meant to be the next night on Raw. They were going to have the Truth Commission beat him up and... Do you know, that spot that we absolutely winced at every single time? They were going to, you know, string up cord around his neck and pull him up the ramp. That's ram. how they
2: were going to write him off. And Christ he was going to be Almighty. off. And then we'll figure
1: some things out and you will come back later. And he's like, my sister's dying of cancer. So can you not do that? Because she watches every show. She's a big fan. So she sees that she's going to be like fucking heartbroken. So they're like, all right, you know, leave if you want to then. And he did. She died like very shortly thereafter. Mm. He did return to wrestling WCW in like 99. Really? Yeah. I didn't very know that. brief run. Wow. But uh, he was, you know, not in game shape, let's just say. I think yeah. it often happens when you are someone who stacks on infinite amounts of muscle. You know, maintaining that, you know, even before you get older is fucking impossible. Yeah. So. I think it's, well, it's like, you know, WCW in 1989, they wanted to use him as a bit of a punchline. And, you know, I think he was involved, because he was called Big T, so he was involved... Big T? He was involved in a feud with Booker T over the, you know, (laughs) who has the rights to the letter T. Christ
0: alive! So,
1: you know, it's sad. You know, we saw the best of Ahmed and the worst of Ahmed, but I think that it's all being said, you know, whatever about you feeling sorry for him or his circumstances or what he went through even just as looking at the pure wrestling show thing, this lad was a very entertaining part of a wrestling oh, show. Oh, absolutely. Who yeah. they beefed up and then brought back over and over and over again. You know what's really silly is like if you get injury prone, you get injury all the time. That's grand for someone like Ahmed Johnson. Because what do you want to see with Ahmed, you want to see the return. Yeah. You want to see him clear the ring, you want the big pop. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So him getting injured is actually as far as I was concerned, was actually a benefit. <laughs> it was held against him. It made it exciting when he came back. Yeah. You know? But just fucking st- turning him heel, like I know. He, you know, like he could have
2: been their version of like Goldberg. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, easily, easily,
0: easily. Just, yeah. ha-
2: just, ha- just have him, just you know, absolutely destroying jobbers. Work to like, his
0: strengths,
2: yeah.
1: Like, and if you think it's bad here, lads, if you watch him in '95 or '96. My God! Yeah, we did someone message in saying like you watch his first appearance and how he's treated. Like it's a spectacle. It's like this guy is is one of the marquee names. You, mm. this is a, a, a something that you're not going to see anywhere else. Right. And here he's walking at the back of a line of five yeah. other guys. Honestly, you yeah. know. Oh, there's is that eight ball? Oh, Ahmed's there as well. Cool. Yeah. Lads, who he was fighting with tooth and nail like a couple of months before. But whatever. He's just a lad. With all that said. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote down in this one that attrition, uh, not until war, it's actually one of the ways which rivers erode. Hey, so, there you
0: go. So uh, you have to
1: erode your opponent. The, the, the rocks round off against each other. But the Rock is in this match. He is. Mate. Maybe he's going to erode... Chains. It's 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 a war, which means there are tags and there are disqualifications. Mark Henry and Chains hooking it up. Oh, baby, at last! Here we this go. This is the real ugly wrestling yeah. we've been waiting for. Uh, hold your fucking beer there, because here comes Mark Henry and Anna Johnson hooking it up. This, this got I I think the biggest pop of this match. They don't like each other for real. But really,
2: like, but this got uh, the crowd w- wanted to see. You know, they were happy to see Ahmed and Mark pushing each other around. Mm. It was the most fire I'd seen out of Mark Henry in 1998.
0: Yeah. yeah you know I mean I, I knew that in like 2020 or whenever it was that Ahmed made these comments that Mark was one of the people that came to Stone Cold's defence yeah. and said some very bad things about him
1: oh, yeah. I didn't realise they had heat back here though in, like... in, You know, he in the sense where you know Mark Henry is the man with a thousand voices in his ear mm. and it's like that lad over there he wants to take your spot or, right. like, or it's more like the effect of you know you're going to be a better version of what they wanted him to be right. don't listen to him don't make those mistakes okay. it's you know standard political bullshit that they play against fucking young guys who they sign to big contracts and then hold over them like you know Mark Henry is like you know he's a company guy uh, yeah. even though he's not in that company anymore but uh, if anyone else has got a little book about Vince McMahon quotes that he loves it's probably Mark <laughs> Henry <laughs> Ahmed Johnson is not bringing his A game here tonight it's not like he's like it's his last day and fuck it it's just like you know, he's out of position when D'Lo gets tagged in. Like D'Lo yeah. literally rolls his eyes and does the low down to him, as if like everyone's just kind of saying, "Look what we're dealing with here, this yeah. guy here."
2: I don't feel like anyone's really on that A game here, it. apart yeah. from D'Lo. Delo's getting... the only person who looks like a star in this match. I'd, I'd say The Ken, Rock.
1: Ken and The Rock do their bit at the end but this is very much set dressing for the this is a lot of parsley and then The Rock and Ken Shamrock. There's a lot of Delo in this match. Yeah, yeah. And Ken, Rock great. and
0: Delo really bring much needed energy because there's a lot of slow, plodding, clubbing kind of offence. And I felt sure when Farouk got tagged in, we've seen it a lot of times on SmackDown Crawl, what I like to call fast forward Farouk when he's like that real quick. in a fucking rush to get back to the car yeah. park or something. And he's so he's like doing everything, boom, boom, boom. He is fucking fast asleep here. Mm. Like. And you wanna you wanna see some fire from Farouk when he's doing this whole sort of like, I'm the leader. Don't forget I'm the leader, not this young kid. And he comes in and he's just like not bringing his A game yeah. in the slightest.
1: Truly a sign of end times. Ahmed Johnson, for the first time in recorded history, undoes his own wedgie. Oh dear. Right on the hard cam as well. He is out of here. D Lo Bryan, who, uh, yeah, he was firing all cylinders, Billy. I, I definitely would agree with you. He got that beautiful D salt at one point. A big, big swing and a miss, but it was a thing of beauty. D Lo they're putting over as well that he's a smart individual because he is a CPA, a certified public accountant. But Jerry Lawler says that tonight he's a CBK a certified butt kicker. Now, I know a fan of our podcast and our good friend CPA uh, who's taken on no more BS, Paul White, in recent endeavors. Oh. If you want to take it to the next level, mm. you know, you want a CPA with the volume turned way up, you could in, You could become CBK. Yeah. And then certified Paul White <laughs> would be no more BK because
0: <laughs> about no more butt kicking now. Like, bring all the letters to the feud.
1: All ten men
0: come in, which
1: is a fun moment. Yes.
0: That actually yeah. finally woke me up a little. We no, should say works. for the listeners, this is like... The end of a very very long match. It felt like twenty minutes. I don't know how long it actually was, but it felt like a good twenty minutes or so. Not even
1: Dilo seemingly losing most of his teeth woke me up. Yeah. Oh, what happened there? Oh. No, I didn't, I didn't see what happened.
2: They, they 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 was very bad at focusing on who they needed to focus on. in many, the, many, yeah. the direction was a bit like because mm-hmm. obviously it felt like Dunn should have been looking at like Ken and Rock for instance, yeah. mm-hmm. but they're too busy looking at what Chains is doing. Yeah.
1: I I think the moment I did like though was the finish because you had all ten men going kind of crazy all over the place and kind of like part in the sea, Ken Shamrock, like he found the rock, belly to belly, arm bar, ankle lock, Gets him tapped out straight away. Great finish, which is great. Like in a ten man tag, and The Rock is kind of not taken seriously. Out of all the guys, he's the one. Like there's all yep. these guys protecting you, still lose to Ken. That's it. And that's like twice now and in two a, months. And it's a quick tap. It is. Yeah, it is. Started, like he, he wants to be out of it immediately. That's
0: it. Ken's got his fucking number. I'll like. tell
1: you one thing that definitely won't change from WrestleMania 14 is I think we're coming to that show, loving that match yes. once again. Very and I can, excited. Can tell you that match still stands up these years later. So yeah, Ken picks up a win. Awesome end to a awful war of attrition. If yeah. you're going to have a war, don't have a war of attrition. It sounds like an awful type of war, to be honest. a waste of time. Ahmed, as he leaves, the last thing he does is he raises the roof. He goes,
0: <sighs> That's you No, know, you think it's for him raising the roof. He's raising the garage door so that he can get out of the building. <laughs> kind of <thing> like
1: <laughs> and then we have a uh, like little bit where Farouk was like, everyone get in line. Even you, Rock. Everyone get in line. Do the pose like I say. And Rock, you know, he's kind of... The lad who's been slapped on the wrist now because he yeah. lost. Because he like... tries
2: to walk away straight away after yeah. pushing Farouk, saying, blaming Farouk for him tapping yeah. out. And we've
1: already had, you know, Farouk getting the, the portrait of the Rock and the guys getting the Rolex watches before this. So, you know, that came sooner than I realized. But I like this. I, I'm kind of shocked that we didn't get more out of Rock and Farouk because that feels like, you know, pretty hot in its own way. That's feels. Honestly, food. yeah. Backstage, Stone Cold Steve Austin with Michael Cole. I got my polo shirt, I got my small little ball of water. It's lazy Sunday Steve Austin, but I got some chores to do in the morning, son. I ain't got time to dance, I gotta get this car washed.
4: Stone Cold, uh, we're just a few minutes away from the main event, your eight man tag team match, and we still don't know who one of your opponents is uh, gonna be.
3: You know, and I really don't give a two craps who the mystery partner is. And everybody keeps asking me, Stone Cold, is it good to be back in Texas? Well, I'm not a sentimental person, but I'll tell you like this. It's fun to beat someone's ass anyone, anywhere in the world. But if you beat someone's ass in Texas, then you've done something. So that's exactly what I'm gonna do. And if you don't get the hell out of here, I'll start with your
1: ass. Uh,
4: gentlemen, back back to you. I think that's a very good idea, Michael Cole, In that interview. It ladies was and
1: gentlemen. And nothing promo from Austin. It's this pay per view, man. I'm telling it's you, every, everyone's getting their ass whooped tonight. Yeah, and also, I'm happy to be in Texas.
0: This, at this point, I realised this has big UK pay per view yeah. energy. This mm. matches that don't fucking matter. Storylines not getting advanced. People not bringing their A game. He's not even wearing the right clothes, Kevin. <laughs> like.
1: Since Steve Austin had his truck given away to someone else, he's up in the same. <laughs> yeah. like, we cut back to Jr. and King, and King. I don't know if this is his bit that he decided to do himself or Austin's like, oh, this is a good idea, but he has his Austin's kindergarten report card for some reason. Yeah. I know people. Uh, <laughs> no. just let that hang there for a second. Uh, I'm not too happy with that. No. So yeah, apparently Austin was told that he didn't play well with others when he was a child, so... Um... What what was that meant to get across? Do you want to talk now a little bit about the stuff that's been going on with Austin and Mike Tyson? Because we've had a hell of a lot happening on TV. Well, look, we had the the obviously you know, the, the the celebrated Austin interrupting the Mike Tyson signing with Vince McMahon. Yeah, that is again, you know, one of the great things about that is Vince McMahon not playing it like, oh, damn you, Stone Cold. He's like, you ruined it. Yes, you know, that that's the big thing: the fact that it's treated at every level as like it went wrong. This is yep. not how it's meant to be. The other thing which we got to see Extended highlights from Which was really fucking naff Was the long press conference Between Vince, Shawn Michaels Triple H was there as well And Steve Austin with the assembled media Who were all there to see Tyson Mm -hmm. And Tyson suddenly is going across Not as the baddest man on the planet But as being like I wish everybody could just love, love each other and respect each other. I don't understand why Steve Austin... What's his quote with Steve Austin? It's, it's, it's like... you got to love somebody, man. You want to you talk about how you can
0: kick someone's so ass? Why don't you try loving somebody? And it's like, well, obviously Vince is and in Mr. control. And Vince McMahon's a like holding in the back. Oh, That's look at ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Vince <laughs> can tell Austin and and Sean what to say and like, you need to get this, this, this across. But clearly no one is saying that to Mike. They're just letting Mike say whatever he wants. And it's so he comes out with shit like that that doesn't help anybody. Like
1: It is a little demeaning, particularly for Sean to have to stand up there and be like, you know, well, oh, I could be... Like, I mean. I could beat my Tyson. I don't lay down for anyone. I I want I want a piece of my Tyson. And Austin's like I want a piece of my Tyson. Like these lads have to make out that what they really want is to fight the big star. Yeah. But that's, and they could do so easily. But in
2: reality, he would kill them both at one point. He would. Yeah.
0: And that's the part of the build <laughs> that I literally am still dumbfounded by. Is that all the way through this? they have been teasing and teasing and teasing that it will be Stone Cold versus Mike Tyson. Mm. To the point where I feel like people are going to be let down when they realise it's not happening. Like, it's been non-stop. Tyson wants to get his hands on Austin. Austin wants to get his That's hands on That's why he Tyson. said he wants him here tonight and nowhere yeah. else. Shawn Michaels has been campaigning to get these two to fight so that Shawn doesn't have to fight Austin yeah. himself. They've been teasing it non-stop. They had Don King talking about how they're talking to the Nevada State Commission to try and make it happen if we can. Like. So
1: basically the big joke is on you if you were watching the build. This is actually only going to be a payoff for you. or You're going to enjoy this as you, it's meant to technically be intended. If you watch WrestleMania 14 not knowing as anything. As a first time. Yeah, yeah. first yes. time viewer.
2: But like, again, when we had Butterbean and Miro, Boxer versus Wrestler. Does not work. No. It does Just ask Kazooki and Andre. <laughs> because bo- bo- the boxer cannot take the loss. No. Because they'll be laughed out of their own sport. Well, the wrestler can't take the loss either. Is the, you no. what,
1: I generally think the best boxer wrestler bit ever is. It, historically, looking back now, it's a Big Show and Floyd yeah. Mayweather. It has to be. It's the only time, because the Big Show be. was the only guy where That's he had enough an asterisk that, beside him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: I think it's because it, was, it wasn't like the
0: main
1: event.
2: Yeah. Well, this
1: would be. And you had a size mismatch, so, you yeah. know, that was
0: kind of... But the, the teasing and the umming and ahhing has been going on for so long that even Meltzer himself and the Observer is like, no one knows what's going to happen. Here's a list of possibilities. There is and no
1: intention the, to put him in the ring. The,
0: the one, like, sort of way that he could get around what you're talking about there is to have Tyson and Austin do, like, a little five-minute whatever, and then DX come out and they spoil it, and Austin and Tyson take out DX, DQ finish, but both of them are baby faces standing together. Mm. They've saved the day and they beat the baddies. And that was the only way you could possibly ever, ever conceivably do this.
1: Yeah, because he's not, like, it's not like the Lawrence Taylor situation, even though they kept playing the footage of Bam Bam and LT to, like, oh, this is going to be the exact same thing. I want you to think that. Because, like, they genuinely didn't have a main event for that Wrestlemania. This yeah. time, it's like, it's Austin's time and Austin is so clearly the biggest star they've had in ages that, like, you know, making him wrestle Mike Tyson would be the death sentence. He it, needs to wrestle for the title and It win. would, but the way the build has been
0: going is that even in the wrestling media, even people that are as plugged in as Dave Meltzer genuinely don't know yeah. maybe he is going to fight Tyson because they've been going so ham on that messaging. And it was just really surprising to me that like, if they genuinely knew all along that they weren't going to tangle, and they definitely, definitely weren't going to do off it's a fucking Tyson. masterclass
1: in, in subterfuge. And, it is, yeah. but
0: also I feel like it's playing with fire because you're very easily and very carefully you could so easily set people up for disappointment there when it's like Mike Tyson's going to be the special enforcer on the outside of the but ring. But see, the
1: thing we didn't have a method of Twitter back then you know, for people guess, to voice it. So as far as they knew, they saw ratings go whoop and yeah. buy rates go yeah. whoop, and that, that's all that they cared about. Yeah, and I mean honestly. Sometimes it's probably his best like that but he's just like if you've got a plan stick with it and go for it and stop trying to change things to the random whims that you mm. decide now is the time that you are going to listen to people.
0: I mean the one thing that it really puts over massively is that yes Austin wants to get his hands on Mike Tyson and he's acknowledged that the whole way. I do want to get Mike Tyson but more than a Mike Tyson, I want to get that fucking belt, yeah. and he's yeah. put over how important it is that he beats Sean and becomes champion. And more
1: than anything, Don King just wants to get that money. Oh, Ooh. give me, does give me, give me! I've
2: got another kid that needs a position in the company of Tyson.
1: <laughs> Coming up next, oh baby, big hoss match in Texas. Two big fucking steer going out of here now. <laughs> we got Big Van Vader taking on the Big Red Machine cane. <laughs>
4: Power, 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 power. Three, look at yes. no! The power. Oh. Whoa, super power bomb. The intensity. Fader at 458. Oh. Oh, look at Fader unload, look at this. The mastodon. Fader, big, strong, impressive. Look out, here we go, look out. Oh. That's a big Was just by Vader. It looks like Vader's going up north. Oh. He connects. It's over. It's gotta be over right now, Vader. Uh oh. Well. What's this? Don't tell me. We know whose music it is. <laughs> Across. He'll walk right through hell barefooted. Kane, oh! And Kane on oh. the double Unbelievable! I've got medics! Ashes to ashes. Kane is the most devastating force that I think we have ever seen. No! Oh, Total slam. With ease. Welcome to your worst nightmare. No! Oh, damn it! Kane is assaulting his brother. A child! They've The Undertaker and Kane and Paul Bear. What is that? Is that gasoline? Oh, where? Handing the matches to Kane. And, my God! The casket's gets on fire! The casket's gets on fire! For all you leeches of the night, don't think that your Undertaker is gonna show up in Houston, Texas? I don't think he will, because he is gone! to David! With The Undertaker gone, the demonic Kane has focused his violent fury on Vader. As Kane steps over the top rope, Vader's not backing up an inch! Vader's not afraid of Kane! back down from Kane, he must stare into the eyes of hell itself if he is to defeat the seven-foot monster, etching his name into the WWF record books. But if Vader should fail, it could be no way out of Texas. Adam,
1: this video package had me all kinds of excited for this red on red
0: action. I couldn't believe this. I know that at the minute they're putting Kane over strong and they're giving Kane all the secret sauce. But my God, they share some of that sauce with Vader here. They yeah.
1: make Vader look like a fucking monster. What well, he did at the Rumble, it made people take notice, it seems. Yes. Considering a couple of months ago, he was an absolute laughing Yeah, stock. that's it.
0: Uh, his family were ashamed of him. He's an idiot. He's mm. stupid. Nah, forget all that. He's that's not, done he's not, with he's now. He's not a
2: big stinky bear now, is he? No, he's, no, he's Vader.
1: <laughs> he's awesome. And they put yeah. him over as such. And you know what? The fans, it felt like they were just waiting for a moment because... Yeah. If there's one restaurant, I would have loved to travel back in time and see live... And just for the, the star power vibe they clearly have... Fucking when Vader comes out and he's just fucking shucking and jiving yeah. and doing his, doing his stuff... Man, I get fucking amped up. He mm. just looks like so excited all the time. And they did this face-to-face confrontation between Kane and Vader. And wow... I was mouth agape. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It's, just, it's simple because
2: all it is is Vader squaring up to Kane. Just go, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. Everyone and, and else is afraid him, of you. you know, yeah. I'm hit not him. afraid
1: of you. And that's how you get Vader yeah. over. You know, there's so many big guys they have at the moment. I mean, we've, we've got the Jackal trying to get Kurgan over very desperately yeah. still. But you know what's scarier than a big giant? A big giant who takes a fucking front-facing pile driver from Vader and then gets right back yeah. up. You know, I, I I recently watched the 2018 Halloween, and I recently mm. did the classic Halloween for for Cinema Swirl. So like, I just I'm seeing more and more, and early Kane, particularly, the that Michael, Michael Myers, Myers yeah. like yeah. anytime Kane sits up, if you put a
4: <laughs> like that,
1: that just makes it all the more apparent. Like that this guy is a different type of monster. And man, dare I say it, for the first time ever, Big Van Vader has got momentum. He does. <laughs> he really does.
0: Because the story kind of here is that well, Undertaker we think that he might come back but we don't know he seems to be gone and if Undertaker's gone then Jesus Vader's our last hope he's the only
1: one that could possibly take down this monster and Paul Bear's burning a clock with Vader's face oh, on it.
4: Oh, it's Vader time look it's a clock with Vader on it Sorry, if-
1: I, I need that in the office The will Vader clock
0: I, say I, it mate, I need it on fucking catchphrase Roy Walker would love that <laughs> Vader time
1: right diddly don't don't
0: now, look, I told you last month that we didn't have any more Journey Into Darkness because Aww. there was nothing for this pay-per-view. It was a little bit of WrestleMania, but apart from that, there was nothing to go on here. I know uh, we've done some speculative jid in the past. Aww. I decided I was going to take it a little bit further this time, and I've had a little hand at writing my own bit of jid here for you fellas. Oh, okay. oh now, wait, Billy,
1: because he's doing a spoken word piece. Let's click our fingers in appreciation.
0: Thank you. Thanks, lads. Now, I, I've tried my best... To emulate, much like someone taking over the reins from Terry Pratchett or whatnot, I'm trying to emulate the voice of the author here. So I'm doing my best to try and get Michael Chiappetta's energy and have soul you got, across. Have you
1: got like the the, the okay from the Chiappetta estate because they hold on to the IP like very close to the chest.
0: That's, no one needs to tell them about this. Okay, Come on, Long Island ice cheek. Be cool. Our little secret here, okay. everyone. Okay. Okay. But there was one more obstacle to overcome before Glenn would finally get his revenge. Going to say, starting the
1: sentence with the word bush, that's yeah, very thank awkward. You, I, <laughs> thank you thank you. Have you
0: done it in like a really wrong
1: font? Right? No, it's just my handwriting,
0: <laughs> which is how I imagine she it as well. All written by hand, no backspace or anything. But there was one more obstacle to overcome before Glenn would finally get his revenge. A big smelly grizzly bear of an obstacle. Glenn had provoked the man they call Vader during a match on Raw, at Grimm's request, pile-driving him on his bowling ball-sized head. Grimm wished to send a message by victimizing someone. Someone small and pathetic. The smaller and more helpless the victim, the more monstrous that Glenn would look. WWE's Senior Vice President of Live Events, Wink Collins, was in the ring. I KNEW WINK HAD SOME GIN IN HIM! I WANT TO MAKE SURE AS WELL, JUST TO CLARIFY FOR EVERYONE, I KNOW MICHAEL CHIAPETA CAME UP WITH SILLY NAMES LIKE DICK Beavis AND WHATNOT WINK Wink COLLINS IS THIS? IS A REAL MAN, IT WAS ON RAW (laughs) THIS this IS A SHOOT PERSON RIGHT HERE, WINK COLLINS IN HIS FUCKING PLAID TUXEDO, WHATEVER IT WAS HE WAS WEARING WINK COLLINS WAS IN THE RING (laughs) ANNOUNCING THAT THE UPCOMING (laughs) WRESTLEMANIA EVENT HAD SOLD OUT GLENN ENTERED Flanked by Paul Grimm, and grabbed the tiny flannel-clad man by the throat. <laughs> Do it! Gr- Grimm screamed. Squeeze his head off! Glen felt his grip tighten automatically at the command. Adrenaline and chemicals surging through his body.
1: Am I am the only you know, like imagine right now? Remember the, the baddies? You can have an action man. They had like the veins. you press the button, Yes. The glow in the dark yes. yes. like, ooze. You know.
0: Please. The tiny man forced out pathetically. I'm just Wink Collins. Glenn clenched his claw and prepared for the satisfying pop of Wink's larynx. But it wasn't to be. For some reason, Big Van Vader decided to interrupt. (laughs)
1: Sorry, one note there, it should be, Please, I'm just Wink Collins, said Wink Collins. (laughs) I just, you're you're being too good here, is all. But it wasn't to be.
0: For some reason, Big Van Vader decided to interrupt, saving the life of the Weasley little man. A fire extinguisher blast to Glenn's face was all it took for the man they call Vader to save the life of the man they call Wing. And there's a little bit of Journey to Darkness for you there. Adam Bibolo! Thank you. The
1: resident novelist. That is excellent. I'm a
0: big boy. I can take feedback. If anyone has any constructive criticism on how I can be more Chepetta-esque, please do let me know.
1: I just think, like, a little worse... Like I would, worse. what I would do is I would feed that into like Google Translate, translate it into a couple of languages, yeah, and then back fair. into English, and then a quick scan through. My
0: my one regret, I di- I didn't give myself enough time to write it. I wrote that this morning, I'm and impressed. I should I should that's have like I should take a weekend to do it next time because I didn't get enough products in there. I didn't get any brand names in the writing, mm. unfortunately. I, I
1: thought it made the Collins be part of the extended JIT universe. Oh yeah, he's yeah. canon now. He's yeah, canon. Oh, I think that yeah. was great. You know. Uh, Maybe this will be added to his Wikipedia page. His Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll tell you, it may be Vader time, but because it's a big Kane match and he's written a chapter, it's Adam time. Take us through this one, big
0: man. Well, right off the bat, big, big, big relief. No red lights here. We're just having a straight-up match. The Fiend lighting is gone. Kane is just wrestling under the house lights it was, now. He looks
1: more impressive in that way. He does. Yeah. He
0: really does. You need to go to see him clearly to get the feel. Can list. I
1: say, I got goosebumps big time at one moment in the entrances when Vader came out. He looked at the camera and went, It's time! It's got to be time! It's got to be time.
0: It's got to be time.
4: Oh, we... Ah! Speaking of,
1: (laughs) we had some
0: correspondence over on Patreon. Stephen Clark, let us know. Apparently, on the pre-show before this, Sonny did a little promo oh, interview. Oh, it's the one, yeah! Did a little promo interview with Vader. It's a famous one because From it's one where yeah, yeah. appears in the background and goes, and then disappears <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, no! But even worse than that is that at some point towards the end of the promo, Vader says to Sonny, what time is it? And she goes, well, it's about 15 minutes until the start of the pay-per-view. And he has to be like,
1: Come on, Vader time. Come on. <laughs> really all uh, deflated and sad. I'm sorry, that's, that's exactly what I'd expect. So to say, <laughs> yeah. come on. Man. And you imagine her doing it really infuse. Like, well, it's 15
0: minutes till the start of the
1: paper. And you can <laughs> order it now. The number at <laughs> the bottom of the <laughs>
0: screen. Vader time. Two big red trucks here, huh? Oh, baby, yeah. I couldn't wait for this. So excited for this match. <laughs> and right away, we get exactly what I'm expecting. Lots of striking, lots of clubbing, yeah. lots and lots of... <laughs>
1: The spectre of the dead man is hanging over this match because at one point Jim Ross literally says or I'd love to see The Undertaker again <laughs> <laughs> but like this is good yeah. this, is, this is a fucking meat hurricane of it
0: is match. <laughs> it absolutely is I would
1: describe the punches in this match as rowdy punches yeah.
4: yes <laughs>
0: and
1: I don't know if it's rowdiness or Vader getting carried
0: away or if it's because Glenn is still quite new here but Vader is very very stiff with Kane it's like a he's what like he he's wants, testing him he, he wants to hit you
2: hard and he wants you to hit him hard Back. And there's a couple of times where you can see Kane pull his punches, but then there's other times where you say, Okay, Kane has yeah. got the picture now. Here's the I'm receipt. Going to,
1: yes, yep. here's the receipts. And I think that Paul Bear is always the special sauce that you know makes these matches so much more enjoyable. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. You know, I'll go as far as to say I thought that Paul Bear was an infinitely more effective manager. I mean, you know, obviously at the start it's what got him to take her over to an extent, but mm. him and Kane here wow this is so fucking great Paul is such an entertaining but not distracting yeah. presence no, that's it like the
2: camera's on him at one point and he realises so he just turns around to look at the camera and smiles and, <laughs> and does like push up his chest a little bit and it's just it's perfect
1: looking in the mirror is the best thing I do Billy Keeble there's a point where he looks at his watch and goes it's time it's time and then he spits on his watch to imply that he spits on Vader time amazing and these
0: are all punctuated in just the right places like you say it's never distracting it's never over the top it's always the perfect accompaniment to the action now what I like about Kane here is yeah he's a deranged monster yeah he's a psychopath he's completely unhinged and he's at the mercy of Paul Bearer and he's beating up Vader on the outside of the ring but still respects the rules enough to know to get back in and break the count good baby yeah, yeah. what an absolute pro
1: that's good that's good you don't want to be one of them rule breakers you know back in the ring we get some proper classic
0: Kane corner offence followed up with a nice big vertical suplex to Vader like really put <laughs> over the stone. So yeah. yeah it was yeah. a clean angle like a very clean delivery and I will say Kane really in this match shows that yes, there's a lot of striking, there's a lot of walking around and clubbing,
1: but he shows that he has got a few moves in his arsenal in this one. And And the thing I think is really cool is that it's holding up a mirror to early Undertaker because, you know, Taker, he was always stuck with these big giants and the idea was, look at this guy who managed to do these big athletic manoeuvres but also be a powerful presence with these big giants. Yeah. And seeing Kane do it almost more effortlessly. Like yep. He throws Vader around pillar to post. So you want to talk about being athletic like he
0: jumps onto the top turnbuckle to do his diving clothes. Like he just fucking grabs the ropes and goes boing and lifts himself up Yeah, like, they're like that. just
1: like his brother. I'm like, uh. uh, ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Sure." <laughs> King tells us, "Paul Bear is a compassionate man. Who else was there to care for Kane's scarred body, mate?" He went to fucking Red Barrows, Officer Dominguez, Melissa Vick. He was bounced oh, Dominguez around everywhere. Dominguez is a piece of shit and you know us. Wow, fucking disrespecting no, the Dominguez dead, Dominguez is cancelled as far as <laughs> I'm concerned <right laughs> Kane chokes Vader on the top rope on the side of the ring, like choking him against the rope and then dives over the top here to like push Vader's neck down onto it. It looks really fucking brutal. You mentioned that was like a Randy Savage little movie. Yeah, Randy there. Savage.
1: He used to think he would like, you know, do those kind of hangman spots. He'd jump over the top rope and it was kind of... Just crazy, thing, you know, Randy Savage, who's like a little puma or whatever, jumping yeah. over and landed on his tiptoes. But Kane, who, much like Randy Savage, has got ridiculous lifts in his boots, manages to do the same thing. And people would probably not be equating those two. But that is pretty much what Kane's doing here. Yeah. He is... Nimble. That's it. He's doing ver- like there's a lot of variety and a lot of
0: different moves on offer here. Gets back in the ring and does a DDT to Vader, and yeah, DDTs aren't an amazing thing or anything, but it's like you're seeing this big monster do a different move and then a different move and then a different move. Like he's showing you that he is versatile. Sorry, like-
1: can we talk about? Kane getting powerbombed by Vader
0: oh baby yeah Vader Clatter stops. Vader gets like a nice flurry back in here he clotheslines him he hits him with a splash he hits a moonsault and then Kane just sits up he gets a fucking powerbomb again can't keep him down this like. is the
1: best we've ever seen Vader I think in terms of like you know that moonsault yeah. is tight now you know yeah. it's it's, it's something that he, he can actually reliably do and he gets better every time he does it you know
0: downside is that there's one point where Bear is arguing with the referee and Vader blasts Kane in the face of the fire extinguisher and you're expecting me to believe that the referee doesn't hear a and then white powders like going over yeah. his head they, and they've done that
1: before I think they're trying to make that because Kane is a fireman that like uh, he not a fireman a fireman yes. that his weakness is fire extinguisher. well the reason
0: it's a weakness is because JR was saying that he's got that one one good eye and getting all the fucking foam in his ah, one good eye would okay. blind him like Kane gets back up and hits a chokeslam on Vader but then Vader just as equally he gets right back up after the chokeslam he, as he well, looks like. knackered
1: at this point like, yeah you know. he
0: immediately goes for the fucking tombstone and that's it it's game over but a big distracting end of the match here Kane picks Vader up for the tombstone and a microphone is lowered from the ceiling into the ring. like You just see this mic on a string just getting lowered down. That.
1: This is like when he pointed out white balance being a thing at <laughs> <and> independent <laughs> wrestling shows. And I was like, I'm oh, glad I didn't point it out earlier in the watching. Like, like, Fucking but... Mr. Kennedy is going to do a last minute run in here. like, <laughs> yeah, that's what the fans want to see. <laughs>
0: Tombstone, one, two, three. The microphone is then pulled back up again. <laughs> like, did you, Did you see what happened to Tim White? No, what happened? Know, so to me. was it was it
2: unwise what happened to him, Billy? So the uh, when the turn the turnbuckle fire pyro goes off. Oh no! Tim did a big jump. He got oh, Timmy oh, like a cat. Yeah, he went. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: <bless. laughs>
0: With a few stiffeners down at the friendly tap after that, like... Post-match, again, I think this is adding to the whole sort of, like... Oh, things are getting too violent here in the Federation. Kane goes and gets a big fucking comedy wrench it's from under the ring. so
2: clearly made of wood. Breedies. It's, it's <laughs> thank fuck
0: for that. Yeah, it's a silver fucking wood. Because he hits him in the fucking <laughs> face with yeah. it as hard as he can. It looks... Wood or not, it looks horrible. I'm sat here the whole time, like... Here comes Undertaker, and no, nothing. No. They hold back. I, don't they know, I love off Paul Berry being
1: like, "I told you so. I yeah. told you he wouldn't. He's
2: gone forever." I'm, and we spend a lot of time with the EMTs. This oh, is it. The this indign- is what
0: I mean. Slaughter it's are coming out. They're doing this again. The whole sort of like, oh, things are getting awful, ugly around here. Yeah, but folks. the indignity of this stretcher job. Oh
4: no, they fucking because
0: Vader's such a big hoss, They have to get like three men rolling him yeah. from the center of the ring to the edge of the ring, and then they roll him. One roll, too many or too few. So he rolls onto his stomach, face down on the stretcher, and they're like... Uh, strap him in, I guess. Been- <laughs> I he's <think> he <laughs> did get a massage or something face like
3: that. Uh,
2: especially as Jerry says, I saw his it looks like his entire right orbital area That's has completely it. collapsed. He's been and they put him on his face. face. <laughs> he
0: had his face caved in with a the wrench, they're like, Oh, we better put him face down and put all the pressure right on him. <laughs>
1: well, apropos of nothing of the life and times of Big Van Vader in the World Wrestling Federation. That we have had the best and the worst of Vader, and not necessarily in that order, you know, he has come up and down and up and down, and he's probably had, I'd say, other than the Ken Shamrock match, this was his his come-to-Jesus moment here, this was him proving that he had value beyond what, you know, more than what a standard veteran can offer you. And he's not even on that WrestleMania card because I, I think he's beat up. But yeah, yeah, but yeah,
2: like the only thing I can remember next is him calling himself a fat yeah. piece yeah, of shit. That's it. They You're come right. back never. This
1: is it. Or compare this Kane and Vader match yes. to when they do the mask versus mask versus match. Mask. It was a...
0: Paul Barry dancing around wearing Vader's mask. Jeez. Vader calling himself a fat piece of shit. Yeah, like. so
1: um. Vader was awesome here, I thought. Yeah. yeah.
0: Season four was a lot kinder to Vader than I expected. Even with... And so were even we. Even with Kuwait. <laughs> even with the Kuwait incident and everything, we had some incredible showings. That Vader and Owen match from one night only is legitimately one of the best matches I've yeah. seen on the podcast. yeah, like, yeah. I really, really this time around got a good idea of why Vader is so respected and so looked up to as a monster.
1: Mm. It makes me want to watch his classic stuff in WCW when he was like the, the killer champion. I want mm. to see him, you know, back when he first debuted. want to see know. Sting arriving in a helicopter to the, the cave in the, <laughs> in the middle of <laughs> the, oh. the Maybe I've got a boy's pick after all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, baby, it's time for one of those sweet caption contests. Hey, everyone, it's me, your old pal, Cowboy Kevin, of the not-too-distant future, joined as I am in this little Capcon by Adam Bibelow. Oh, baby, there is no
0: way out of this pocket dimension where we record these caption contests, is there, Kevin?
1: No, simply not. Absolutely no way out of Texas or the caption contest other than fast forwarding. Hey, this caption contest is brought to you by our fabulous friends over at the Scary Stuff Podcast. Adam, I don't know about you, But it's January, which means I'm in the mood for scary movies.
0: (laughs) Oh, baby, yeah. January is just a bit too much of an easygoing, happy-go-lucky month, in my opinion. Why
1: don't we scare you to the bone with the Scary Stuff podcast? A shock to the system, if you were. We've got three longtime horror fans here, Jake, Nick, and Eric. And hey, Eric is a big fan of this show and also a big wrestling fan. They cover several movies in their monthly main episodes and the episodes generally fall into a couple of categories they cover franchises so they have episodes where they cover the entire phantasm series Mm. which is me and billy keebles favorite orb based horror franchise of all time they do creative spotlights where they look at directors and a whole bevy of movies that they have done and they also special themed episodes where they look at things like cosmic horror late 90s or episode number 13 which may be of particular interest to all of us here hmm. which is where they look at wrestling themed horror movies Ooh. or pro wrestlers in horror movies adam You and I have a bit of experience in that department. A little, little bit,
0: because we did See No Evil 1 and 2, Kevin. You can hear the commentary track of that available on patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. But yes, we have looked at a little bit of wrestling horror before, and let me tell you, it was not my bag,
1: baby. (laughs) No, and that's not just because the oft-rumored several-foot-long dick on Kane was not featured in the movie as we and Vince McMahon requested, but they also Mm -hmm. looked at some of the other all-time classics like Doom with the Rock, Dragon Blue with Great Muta and oh. Fallen Angels with Christy Hemi. Uh, hang yeah, on baby. now. Excuse me? What? Christy Hemi was in a horror film? Goddamn right she was. Fuck so me. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts. But the guys have got an amazing website, scarystuffpodcast.com. You've got links there to all of their episodes on SoundCloud, etc. And you can follow them on the old social media channels. Get them on Twitter at ScaryStuffPod. But yes, I've listened to a few episodes and the guys are absolutely a laugh, right? They bring much-needed levity to the world of dark horror and if you want to dip your toes in the water, I wholeheartedly recommend episode number 13 because we all need to know a little bit more about pro wrestling and horror movies. They've done a lot more than take on zombies, Adam.
0: Absolutely, goddamn literally. and that's the thing, like I said before, January seasonal defective disorder, I'm not going to be watching any horror films. I'm too much of an anxious boy for that, but these three will and i can listen to them talk about it instead and then i don't have to do any of the hard work
1: (laughs) thank you very much again to scary stuff podcast for sponsoring the caption contest and if you have a podcast a website a youtube series a project a product a thing that you're passionate about and you want to share with other fans of the ad share podcast hit us up at patreon.com forward slash AE podcast we do have some spots available for upcoming caption contests and I don't need to tell you that the next few episodes of this show are going to be very very big ones indeed oh. spoiler alert end of season and new season
0: spoiler so- alert fucking boys picks coming down the line baby <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah if you want to sponsor that flaming garbage <laughs> heat, attitude <laughs> era podcast at gmail.com
0: we're so resigned to the inevitable fate of boys picks. <laughs> I don't know,
1: Adam. I've got a feeling that my pick this year will help you and I control the narrative. Oh, Kevin, and, uh, please, no. And I'll, I'll say no more once uh, oh. the Titan Adam Scher gets oh. involved in this poll. No. It looks like everyone's going to be turning up for Kevin. And I am a confident, cocky Kevin today because I chose the caption du jour, not even realizing, oh, what's that? Are you tuning in the radio to K-A-double-K-K? Yeah, that's right. It's Kevin Kelly in the house, and he's sitting in the AOL zone with Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie, a.k.a. Terry Funk.
0: Now, I'm not going to get upset before anyone's trying to start on me and get a rise. I see a lot of your captions here. I see people trying to get a rise out of your old Uncle Adam. I'm not going to rise to it because let me say one thing. You may not have heard this. Over on Patreon, me and Kevin did a QA, and a and a bit of information came to light on that Q&A where Kevin revealed to me that, of course, Kevin Kelly is not going to be sticking around much longer on SmackDown Crawl. We're coming up to the end of his tenure. And hey, yeah. we're nearly finished with season four where Kevin Kelly is also present and... You yeah. know, folks, I don't think K squared is going to be a part of season five. So, oh, look
1: at you with the spoilers over here.
4: I'm all not of a just,
0: I'm just, well. He might, he might show up. Who knows?
1: But look, if he doesn't, what, what it is, what it is, out of is, Peace and love, peace and love. <laughs> I will no longer be doing Kevin Kelly. Exactly, nicknames. exactly. i simply too much to do. Any
0: Kevin Kelly names that get submitted after the end of season four, they're going to get tossed. So I'm not going to get upset. I'm going to let you have this for the last little period while you can.
1: Well, thank you. And if you don't read out any of the special Kevin Kelly ones on Twitter, no. you have an uprising on your hands. So uh, just just bear that in mind. Yeah. Well,
0: as Kevin mentioned there, I'll be taking you through the captions available
1: here on Twitter at AE Podcast. And I'm over here at facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era Podcast. Hey, do you know that you can check out hundreds of videos featuring clips from main timeline episodes and the Patreon stuff? Check it out. It's all over there, including a new video featuring
0: special guest Timothy Oliphant having a go with The Undertaker. (laughs) 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 So the picture we have here, it's the special WWF on America Online AOL Zone. And there's Kevin Kelly in his little tuxedo. And who's that on those two little grey Lego laptops there, Kevin? Who is it?
1: It's, uh, it's only the hardcore legends Mick Foley, a.k.a. Cactus Jack, and Terry Funk, a.k.a. Chainsaw Charlie. And there is a potentially lethally dangerous safe show chainsaw <laughs> on that table as well. <laughs> Basically, everyone in this picture is two seconds away from bursting into flames, as yes, I, if I'm to be believed.
0: Essentially. And they both look right confused and a little bit miffed as well. So I'm going to kick us off here with one from Rob Tonkinson. I'm coming straight out of the gate with my favorite one here and with this computer virus can I still browse the web comfortably well you shouldn't be able to browse comfortably now terry basically you need a
1: new pc <laughs> <laughs> fantastic i'm going to submit my own caption here right oh, now oh okay do cool things with your photos over here we got Colin Patch on the old Facebook. Mick learned that day to turn Safe Search on when Googling hardcore wrestling.
0: <laughs> Derek Wright's plays here. Connecting to the internet in 1997 takes...
4: FOREVER! FOREVER! FOREVER!
1: Well, the problem is terry is that you and dory are trying to log on at the same time forever so <laughs> the contention rate is ridiculous we're going here from matthew mikhailovich i thought these caption contest picks were supposed to be from the pay-per-view not a picture of the ae boys recording the oh, podcast oh
0: mate.
3: here
1: we go I'm, I'm caught between a rock and a hard place here because mm. i feel like You know, obviously I'm the Kevin of the group, so I should be Kevin Kelly. I often sit in the middle, but hmm. I'm also the oldest, so maybe I should be Terry Funk, you know? I've got the requisite knee clicks, Adam.
0: this has been by far and away the most common one we've had on the captions here on Twitter has been like it's Kevin, Adam and Billy
1: (laughs) made us all feel good thank you
0: (laughs) I figured out by the various various different combos we had I think by process of elimination I think Kevin Kelly is Billy okay there's been quite a few people that have made reference to that being Billy specifically and Do I'm cool just,
1: things with your stuff and things.
0: I'm just saying that Cactus Jack has the thickest hair on the head and the thickest facial hair as well. Whereas okay. Te- Terry Funk, slightly less facial hair and slightly more floppy long hair on top. So I think I'm I'm Charlie and you're Jack, I'm going to say here.
1: Okay, that's, I'm fine. I'm happy you're with that. You're wearing plaid
0: right now as we speak, Kevin.
1: It, I literally am. That, that makes sense. I actually I may have had my Cactus Jack t-shirt if we were on a different laundry day here as well. <laughs> and Many people don't know this. When I first met Adam... Billy was like he's very excited for me to meet him and he's like look here he is and he brought him out in a special box as well and that's, that's when me right. and Adam yep. have always our friendship has been very over because <laughs> he came out of a box <laughs>
0: Wrestling referees all wizards here Backstage it's the 56KK modem Kevin Kelly
1: <laughs> Yeah baby There we go Andy Springer Mick and Terry patiently wait as the list of Kevin Kelly nicknames slowly loads on their 90s dial-up connections <laughs>
0: Batman Forever 51 here, the precursor to Up Up Down Down. Funk Funk Bang
1: Bang. <laughs> Rob Manafield. Hello, and welcome to the Apple Genius Bar. How can we help you today?
0: <laughs> Our friend Harvey on Twitter here saying, Revealed, the technician's responsible for Vince McMahon being left to ramble to himself in an AOL chat room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't usually need to double dick up here, but Matthew's back with another fabulous one here that, that caused me to do a shoot laugh so loud it will require editing later on down the line. And the the NFT price swings—they <laughs> were just too violent. <laughs> I feel grand now because we're the only podcast where we're allowed to do NFT jokes because Adam right. took the time to explain it, didn't mm, he?
0: That's right. Yeah. And if you want to know, that is the secret to my heart these days is just have a pop at NFTs and you will be my friend now. Like That is the guaranteed way to make me pop now. Matt Richmond here. So, my letter C is broken. I can only type Hainsaw Harley and at us Ak. <laughs> well,
1: Terry, looks like you're going to need a new key. <laughs> <laughs> John Ernest, Damn it, Terry! We're not cavemen! We have technology! Proceeds to bash Terry Funk over the head with the laptop. Very good, like that. Spongebob references for days, please.
0: Nick F Time here saying, D9. Well, Terry Funk, there are a couple of things I'm pretty sensitive about. One of them is my family,
1: and the other is my battleship! And you just sank my battleship! You sick son of a bitch! I was gonna say, if if he wasn't called a sick son of a bitch in there, I was I was ready with the parsley front loaded. I was coming in to, to garnish that. Let just finish that off for you. Justin Bryan here. Oh, they're connecting to the internet. Wee! yet yetter, yet yetter. Terry knowing here that the page is taking forever to load. JD Rennell here. Hundreds of wrestlers are being released from WWE for some unknown reason, Terry. Without knowing precisely what this reason is, would you say it's time for our viewers to crack each other their heads open and feast on the goo inside? Oh, y- yes, I would. Kevin
4: <laughs>
1: I like as well here. A lot of people are shortening Kevin Kelly in the comments to K like two, or yes. you know, I like uh-huh. that. You know, it's very good.
4: Well,
0: speaking of, Conor Fearon here. In 1997, they were really worried about the Y2K Kevin Kelly book. Hey,
1: come on That's now. Good. Listen, Adam, you're getting over... It's a bunch of overblown nonsense. I told you, you're Y2 Kevin Kelly compliant. You should stop <laughs> getting so riled up by it. Grim
0: Dork here saying,
1: thousands of guys call Wrestler Exchange every
0: day. Dial 0891 34 34 34 <laughs> and make contact with the right men right here, right now.
1: Josh Moore's here. Both Terry and Mick look unimpressed after hearing Kevin deciding upon either Cactus Kelly or Chainsaw Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> James Miller, Terry Funk takes his Resident Evil 4 speedrunning so seriously he even uses the goddamn chainsaw <laughs> controller for the GameCube baby
0: that is a hardcore reference yes, I,
1: I remember seeing that in HMV when I took the plunge to buy Resi 4 because I was like, mm. it's meant to be I, I just come out and I was like, it's meant to be good and I have a GameCube and it's exclusive but I'm scared, and then I saw the chainsaw controller and I thought, well, I won't buy that because I read a review in Nintendo Magazine where they said it was a lot of fun but it did hurt their arm because the chainsaw blade kept rubbing against
0: it yes weird that that a chainsaw isn't the most ergonomic way to play a video game
1: (laughs) jordan robert crookshanks you thought the cane dewey sign was bad cactus check out what they're saying on the forums oh no don't let him go on there jd
0: renault double dipping on twitter and on facebook i see you there well Well, Doc, with this tiny little laptop, will I be able to read America Online comfortably? (laughs) Well, it's a bit small, Terry. You're going to need a new screen. (laughs) Come on, for fuck's
1: sake. I I will read them all out, baby. (laughs) It's my fucking favorite. Nathan Rothwell, Kevin Kelly here with not one but two Nigerian princes who will make it worth your while to help them smuggle their <laughs> fortunes out of the country. Just use the AOL keyword your credit card number. <laughs> Glenn Hunter, I can't believe Soko Coin is crashing. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Paddy here had the same joke pretty much about the Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller, but then he, he rounds it off by saying, the K-Virus, Kevin Kelly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe I should just try and, you know, shoehorn a few in, like, you know, find some other Kevin Kelly content, you know, to, to run alongside the future season.
0: Oh mate, there's your boy's pick's choice right there. Find the most Kevin Kelly-centric show you can and squeeze them all in, baby. I
1: mean, it's gonna be just reviewed photos time again, isn't it? Like,
4: that's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Noah K Stewart just because it references one of my all-time favorite promos. Hey Foley! I sunk your battleship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rounding us out here, last one from Twitter, resonator Zen saying Do I look like I know what a gosh dang JPEG is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find me a photo of a chainsaw.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but Terry Funk feels like he's the type of man that Hank Hill would shake the hand of and then he'd be like, I want that man to be president. You know, that kind (laughs) of uh, uh, good strong Texan handshake there from Terry Funk. And good strong Texan captions from you, the Glag A community. Thanks very much for your hundreds of submissions. Mm. And uh, thank you very much for letting me bathe in the light of the K Bow Bow one more time. It was uh, it was good, but you know, well, maybe we'll maybe we'll see Kevin Kelly, you know, but at the end of season four, maybe beyond. Who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe. I, I'm sure there's. I'm sure I've not replied to every single person who's DM'd me with a with a Kevin Kelly nickname. I'm sure you haven't. Yeah, they're unresolved, is what I'm saying, Adam. That's all Oof. I'll say. It's unresolved. Hey. Thanks very much for listening to the caption contest. Don't forget to give the scary stuff podcast an old world, scarystuffpodcast.com, or wherever you get your audio. And don't forget as well, you can sponsor the caption contest. All the details at patreon.com forward slash AE Podcast. But for now, Adam, there's no easy way out, there's no shortcut home. Let's get back to the pay-per-view. Alright, it's time for our main event. Eight-man tag, no DQ, not a war of attrition, but simply a war of eight men. Who is the eighth man? We don't know. It's Cactus Jack, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Chainsaw Charlie, Own Heart, taking on Triple H, B-A Double Crooked Letter, and the Road Dogg Jesse James. And their mystery partner is Savio Vega. And if you make me go Ah, uh, Savio, after the fucking yeah. complete retconning I've had of my Savio yeah. opinion. mate, don't put Savio in the death spot like this. Yeah. It need it needed to be either someone great or the Brooklyn Brawler. That's it. it but it... you made Savio seem like the Brooklyn Brawler he well, no, come out as
0: man number eight. To what I think you're saying, Billy, is if at least it was a Brooklyn Brawler, it'd be like, oh, it's a punchline. I get yeah. it. This isn't meant to be a punchline, it's just someone in the middle where it's like, oh, really? It's the most underwhelming pick they could have gone with. Even Kurgan would have been a funnier choice than this.
1: Yeah, and also as well, Savio doesn't really distinguish himself in this match. He's kind of nope. he's he's just about there, and yeah. honestly. Other than some spots where he's handled the barbed wire there, you'd, you'd kind of I forget mean, he was in it. You the, know? Only, the only reason it makes any sort of
0: sense from a kayfabe point of view is because the he's bariquas. Yeah, yeah, bariquas yes. are, yeah. They've had some really good stuff on Raw where you get to see China speaking Spanish. And fucking
1: awesome seeing her chatting you know, Spanish with the bariquas. But,
0: and again, so it would have been fine if at the top of the show it was like, oh, Sean's not going to be here, but we've pulled in one of the bariquas. But the fucking constant teasing of... Who could it be?
1: Oh, I bet it's someone exciting. At the start, J.R. goes, You gotta think, having been through what they've been through, that Stunko Steve Austin and Owen Hart may have issues here tonight. No. No, no, Like Austin, they don't interact at all. Austin really. doesn't interact with his team at all. Like he, was, he could could not care less. Owen
0: comes out with a big smile on his face, shaking hands with everyone, looking really pleased mm-hmm. and happy.
2: Like I like, thought
1: this was a be low energy. Yeah, it's low energy and also
2: just not what his yeah. character
0: is supposed to be. What happened to the black
2: hole? Also, a non-sanctioned match should not
1: have a package or introductions from. Yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah. that package shouldn't indicate that Shawn Michaels is in it, even if later in the package you say, "Oh, actually, he's not going to be here tonight." Honestly, and the only chat about Shawn Michaels we get. Is Jim Ross saying, Only Shawn Michaels can tell what lies ahead. Can he? So he's not here because he's fucked up,
0: isn't he? Yeah, is that he's, what he's, it is? Well yeah, he's his injury. Like, he is, it, like is, oh when you say back. fucked up, I thought it was like drug issues well, or but something It'll
1: both. He's, I on, mean, he's on drugs here He's He's gonna be point. on a lot of painkillers, I would imagine, mm-hmm. to deal with what he's dealing with. I mean, he don't he doesn't look well, you know. Yeah, he's he, probably he, he's injured, and we already know that
2: he's riddled with anxiety, so he's probably medicated yeah. for that as well. But not for actual anti-anxiety medication just yeah. popping the painkillers
1: yeah I mean you've got lots and lots again in this match of the too far Chass the new age outlaws of course like they're leading into them having gone too far despite the fact that they thought that they went too far but we forgot about that fact now for a moment I know as well that they're wearing a t-shirt uh, that is from a, a different sports team the Oilers who used to oh, be yeah. here in Houston but then they went to Tennessee because <gasps> they offered uh, better money and a stadium so um, that's got a sting I mean, like, lads, you've just thrown the most beloved icon in Texas wrestling, Terry Funk, off the stage onto the cement. You don't need to wear a silly shirt as well, but, yeah. you know, bell braces, I guess. Which Terry Funk could have probably done with now that we talk about it. Uh, Terry Funk, uh, he has got a Royal Rumble worthy performance here again. Wow, this man, for someone who retired a few months ago, he's here to prove that he can hang in the main event. Absolutely. He's fucking awesome here. I thought he was doing really, really good. Oh, and
0: Cactus Jack comes out with that wheelbarrow of
1: weapons. That's
0: when I got excited because if I was, truth be told, like I said to you earlier, there's no stakes here. There's not going to be any stories being advanced. So I was like, why do I give a fuck about this main event? We had a 10-man yeah. tag. Now we're having an 8-man tag. As soon as I saw Cactus Jack with a wheelbarrow of weapons, I was like, oh, it's unsanctioned. Yay. This is going to be bullshit. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even
2: want
1: this to be a tag match. I just wanted this to be...
0: A brawl. I want it
1: to out like that. And then, like, 10 minutes in, they all went on the ring apron and started playing yeah. nice. Yeah. And that, that, for me, that... That hurt it. this match because yeah. it started off as like, yeah, you know, chaos. Kitchen, kitchen sink type of thing. Yeah. You know, everything was being thrown out and they were doing high spots straight Everyone away. was fighting everyone yeah. at the same time. But I think the fact that it did kind of settle down, it, it didn't suit it at all. But, you know, it was pure Wild West and they did a... A middling job at keeping up with the action, I think, is best way to put yeah. it. Mm. I'd say Billy Gunn was very impressive as well. Him and Steve Austin, like Austin, was feeding him with some serious, like high octane punches and strikes. Yeah. And Billy Gunn was, you know, relishing the chance to be in a main event. I will say, you know, whatever about the New Age Outlaws, uh, I know that I'm more fond of them here than you guys are, mm. or ever have been. But, fuck me, these were two lads who were literally looking up at the lights with the honky-tonk man, yeah. who, but a few months ago. And they're yeah. now in there interacting with Steve Austin and bumping for the, the next guy, you know? Yeah. They they have, whatever, by however means they've done it, they have gotten themselves
0: to the top of the heap. They did. All they had to do was look at Triple H and Sean and go, let's do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> let's just steal their thing. <laughs> One of my highlights of this match was Austin...
2: Just casually throwing a bin at Billy, Billy. "Oh, baby!" Oh. <laughs> just, 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 uh, see uh, as if going, "No!" Just like from this, the apron, yeah. Like he's not even
0: in. Like the illegal man. Like a scud missile. And yeah. it hits Billy, and Billy does the most
1: ridiculous big back yeah. bump. It looks so fucking good. The longer Terry Funk wrestles, the more his outfit looks like Sergio Vegas. You know, wearing
4: yeah. the same fucking colours. <laughs> yeah. But the guy's he always
1: goes his drawstring falls <laughs> off, or whatever. <laughs> oh no, the Nintendo 64 cable I got yeah. tied, my pants has fallen <laughs> off. <laughs> JR did a colon called a table, a chair at one point in this oh, match. It, it is confusing, in fairness. Terry Funk did get power between two chairs. Mm. He got piled rivet onto the lid of a bin. He took like nine shots in the head with a bin from Triple H oh, yeah, to give him honestly. one. I mean, him and Cactus took chair shots that made me upset, for yes. lack of a better yeah. term. There was a point where Cactus's head, you couldn't even see it on the hard cam mm. because Triple H was on the hard cam and he had Cactus's legs. He was on the, on the apron, on yep. the ropes. He put Cactus's head in between his legs, like kind of like a pile driver position. And then behind him, out on the floor, it was either Road Dogg or Billy Gunn, got the chair and just went, wham! Smashed it. Right into the prone top of Foley's mm-hmm. head. You couldn't see it. You could certainly hear it because the chair was all dented up mm. afterwards. And it's like, I don't know if Terry Funk's a bad influence on him, but like, Mix, sh- Jesus Christ, you've got title runs ahead of you, mate. Look after yourself. And that's it. It's
0: a fucking eight man tag with weapons everywhere. With gimmicks Everyone's everywhere, yeah. yeah. Don't, I, I,
1: know, I always say you don't need to do it, but especially here, you really don't need this. Terry's face just gets like held in position and splattered with a chair yeah. and then he gets dumped on his head out of the ropes onto the floor. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just fell really dangerously. It was a miracle he didn't get hurt. It looked
0: really fucking bad. But
1: like this was honestly this was more hardcore Terry Funk than I had seen even in ECW. He was here to fucking show you that he still had it. This is
0: easily the most hardcore match we've had all season. Like nothing has been this wild and fucking chaotic as this.
1: So we are of course we do settle into you know, you know, the tags and all that and I think the momentum does come down but I was very excited to get a hot jack to Cactus Tag we get the double claw Triple H comes in and low blows him and then there's an expended period of faff which ends up with Cactus Jack getting covered in wire and it's all in his mouth yeah. it was o- unnecessary I unnecessary really unnecessary and again because it didn't make me pop more than like own heart power slamming billy gun into no. a table which is infinitely safer mm. and the worst bit is that everyone on his team is just like stood in
0: the apron watching it and you've got stone cold like reaching out and jr's like oh man stone cold would love to get in the ring right now <laughs> so fucking do it you all yeah. did a minute ago why are you playing
4: by the rules now <laughs> throw another bin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please
1: <laughs> when austin finally gets tagged in it was just like you know like, Austin's been less and less used on Raw now. He's been like, you know, one segment, one promo. Yes. You know, Austin responds to one thing that happened last week. Mm-hmm. Very, very pick and choose. And I think Austin is is best used in those environments. But he just came in, crowd reacted like nothing else from tonight. Stunner to Road Dogg. One, two, three. They win. That was unbelievable to me. That you can have all that carnage, all those
0: weapons, all that violence... Yeah. And then still, the highlight of it is one man gets tagged in, he punches a few people and he hits a stunner, and it's incredible. Yeah. Like, the, the, uh, the just...
1: effect of Stone Cold Steve Austin is legitimately nuts. It makes me sad, though, because does that genuinely, like, do you think that it's people like McFoley going, well, I have, to, like, I don't want to, but I have to do this, because if I'm to be remotely considered in the same league as this guy, I have to do things that he doesn't have to, because I'm not at that level or whatever it is. I don't know. It's possible. It's, it made Austin seem like he was, like, in a different match, almost, you know, there's no barbed wire and Steve Austin, no headshots for no. Steve Austin, no table spots or or whatever. It was still like a great showcase for him because they held him back, and that was the reason for the tags in the end. Is that you wanted to see Austin get held back? And of course, you know afterwards, he takes care of Triple H, he takes care of Billy Gunn, and then he stuns China, which leads to a big angle the next style on Raw, which is China wants to sue Stone Cold Steve Austin oh for God. physical assault. I did enjoy this China because China pushes him twice.
2: And he's like, nah, I'm
0: not... He's trying to walk away. I'm
2: dry- it's But it- her physically pushing him is nowhere near as bad as getting a double bird. That's it. Yeah, she double gives him bird. the fingers. And then
1: night no, you're getting studded. You've done it now. <laughs> so, yeah, a main event that I was genuinely really excited about. And I came out of it with a lot of, like, you know, a lot of good memories because we saw some really cool stuff. And I think seeing Terry Funk in a main event is awesome, you yeah. know, in 1998. That's really cool. And I feel like what they built here makes the payoff of Funk and Cactus winning the tag belts at WrestleMania 14 all the sweeter, and mm-hmm. the inevitable beatdown the next night all the more horrible and all the more heatworthy. So yeah, it it did a really great job, and I thought that this was a rare instance they couldn't do this in ninety nine, of Austin like sharing the spotlight a little bit. I think Owen Hart comes out as uh, the man who had very little gained from this match. I think he was almost a non-factor. And I say that as the biggest own fan in the world.
0: I feel like him holding the European belt really sums up where he's at now. He's stuck in this mid-card holding. He came, yeah, back. but you know
1: sometimes the the belt makes the guy, but uh... you know the guy doesn't necessarily make the belt. You know. Uh... The way the pressure of being European champion was maybe too much for him, you know.
0: An intriguing dragon for him to chase yeah. now. Or... I just feels
1: like Owen's been kind of buried and put further down he the guard, and that's he that. Has, he and has. I don't think Owen at this point cares enough about this company to to no. try and do yeah. anything. Well, about Owen does
2: It doesn't recover from nah. from before. Brett left. And I mean, again, we've he's never the best... a, a, a high point again.
0: Yeah. And I feel like Owen never really cared anyway. He's never been a guy yeah, that cared about it, his position. Like, yeah. like he's a you know he lives for his family, we, not for his position on the card.
2: We get the little mini feud with with Shamrock. Yeah, yep. which, whilst those matches are like nowhere near like great, it's they fun are, though, Bill, they're isn't they're it? fun, yeah, but yeah. That's it. the yeah. lion's den I and mean, then the dungeon match, they're fun matches. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'll tell you what, I, I'll take this main event over, you know, some of the snooze fests we had with Undertaker and stuff like that. 100%. Like, you know, this, yeah. this honestly is a lot more indicative of what is lying ahead than almost WrestleMania itself in yeah. some respects, but. I can't help at the end of No Way Out go, Jesus, that was a lot of time spent building up, talking about, putting over, and investing time in shit. You have no intention about ending up at mm-hmm. WrestleMania whatsoever. Yeah. You know, this was this was kind of like, I don't know, this was the battle royale before WrestleMania for 1988, it felt like. Totally, totally. Well, and there's one of those two at WrestleMania uh. as well. So that's it. It's no way out of Texas. I will just ask you guys now on our penultimate episode of Season 4 for your Match of the Night and your MVP. I'll go with the author first Adam, what do
0: you think? Match of the Night for me was that main event because I was so fucking fed up, like, Kevin can attest to this, I was fucking watching that clock all the way through this pay-per-view, it felt like such a slow drag of an inconsequential show. And I went into that main event with my arms fucking folded, like, I don't care about this match, you can have a really hard time impressing me and they pulled out all the stops and put on, you remember that Chicago street fight we had at the start of season four? It was like, this is gonna be a shit show. And it was like amazing chaos that we loved. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's quite like that actually.
0: Very similar vibes with this and they really won me around. And I think most people, not everyone, but a lot of people had a really, really good shine from this match, yeah. so definitely that main event. I don't
1: want to see that every pay-per-view, though. Jesus no, Christ. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's because I wasn't expecting it, I think. Also, if I was ECW, I'd be pissed off the yeah. fuck. nicking our shit, That's mate. That's it,
0: like, yeah. MVP, I'm going to say The Rock is the only person I felt like really, really, really brought their A game and did a lot to entertain me on this show. His charisma, his speed in the ring, his wrestling, just... I felt like all around, Rock was treating this like it was a Big Four pay-per-view when everyone else was treating it like it was fucking Rebellion or something.
1: (laughs) Billy, Match of the Night MVP, what you got? Match of the Night, I
2: want to give a special mention to Kane versus Vader, Mm. but I think genuinely the match I enjoyed the most tonight was Bradshaw versus Jeff. Yeah, baby. I, I think that was my my, my favorite match. Of the yeah. Night. Good wrestle books, that though. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do love the hokey, Rocky Mountain wrestling shit that Cornette brings occasionally. Yeah. Smokey Mountain. Oh, fucking Rocky Mountain. I'm thinking of Rocky Mountain Oysters. Ah. Which are bull, bullnards. Uh, Smokey Mountain wrestling. I love that like hokey old yeah, stuff every yeah, now yeah. Not all the time, but every now and then it's, it's, it's great. For MVP, I want to say, Special mention to both Bradshaw and Jim Cornette because Jim Cornette was so entertaining tonight. Yeah, but my MVP for tonight is going to Mr. Vader. Hey, Mr. Mr. Vader, Mr. Vader. Vader. Uh, he, like you said earlier, you know, like he tonight properly showed, mm. you know, what an asset he can be, and it's just disappointing yeah. that that look but you know that that, that cry not even a, i was going to say cry for attention that that you know that showing of him saying look, this is what I can do, is just not gonna be looked at. No. That's all by the back office.
1: Yeah, I mean, he really, really, really helped make Kane tonight. You know, Absolutely. I think the only two people other than The Undertaker that you can point to and be like, these two guys in ring made this guy. It was Mankind in that first mm-hmm. match, Invader here as well. I think yeah. those two did it. Like for me, that's my match of the night, Kane and Vader, because I know that WrestleMania 14 match, I, I don't like it. I, I right. know it's considered to be great and people laud it and all that. I think the story is excellent and the atmosphere and all that is, is incredible. <laughs> Show it to me in highlight packages i'll get goosebumps make me watch the whole 20 minute fucking slugfest i will not feel as good i'm but not looking forward to it i'm not but watching this watching vader wrestle kane and just a few little moments they weren't heavy handed the few moments of like oh man nick his brother you know mm-hmm. it made me really excited it, it was so effective it was very very simple and It's nice to go back to a time where it felt like telling the obvious wrestling story was the obvious thing to do and we don't feel weird as a company to do that for some fucking weird reason where you can't do the obvious good thing. You know, one of the reasons why this is considered to be one of the best written wrestling angles WWF ever did is because they did the obvious thing. You know, they had the two brothers, they kept them apart, and then they had them fight at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Great! Awesome! I'm excited! And we should also <laughs> just very
0: quick mention to say, for people that helped build Kane as a character, Wink Collins absolutely yeah. gave, he his gave his, his body. Larynx. He gave his larynx. Yeah. He gave his soul He to gave his Kane Wikipedia,
1: over. his very winky, his very existence for, for, for Glenn Jacobs here. And I would say my MVP, i got to say Terry Funk. Because yeah. I know what that old Terry Funk is like from the 70s, mm. and this was not being overindulgent for the Texas crowd and kind of, I think a lot of times when a, a legend goes to their hometown or their home state, you'll kind of think, well, you know, think about how Flair is treated in North Carolina often or things like that, where it's kind of like, well, we have to lean into a little bit and give them extra, extra shine. Mm. It didn't feel like they were going out there to make this the Cherry Funk show, no, you know, no, but it still felt like, whoa, man, like you're, the, you're the guy who's 50 in this match. You don't need to be taking, honestly, the lion's share of the horrible shit that happened in this yeah. match. Happens to a guy who, man, he he just he was as willing to do whatever he could to his body here as he was when he was in his thirties. Yeah, and that yeah. is, you know, for all its faults, and I'm not endorsing it, but I certainly did admire Terry Funk, and I do have that kind of soft spot for Uncle Terry. Maybe hearing him call his fists the hospital in the graveyard, <laughs> yeah. and hearing a soft-spoken Terry Funk promo. Yeah, I got that. I got that Terry Funk feeling here in this match mm. more so than anything I'd ever seen with him as Chainsaw Charlie. And the idea that him as Chainsaw wasn't a good run or it didn't bring anything to the table, I think it's genuinely wrong because I thought this this entire match. Got an air of authenticity from him being in it. Absolutely, you know, um, even more so than like he felt more like the son of Texas than Steve Austin did in this match. That's yeah. so really true. Honest, yeah, that's so true. And he didn't hog the spotlight. It nah. was it was Terry Funk, you know, being that that veteran who is being gracious. And so he's my MVP. I relish the chance to finally appropriately be able to give him an MVP award, and that's gonna do it. No way out of Texas in the books, and there's no way out of what we have to do next. The unprecedented re-review of wrestlemania 14 who is jennifer flowers <laughs> yeah <laughs> never mind the eighth man who's the third woman we're gonna find out we're gonna before then somehow we're not sure how we're gonna do it but all i'll say is that we will have revisited that episode we're gonna listen back to we're it we're gonna listen back to it <laughs> yeah and all that entails and maybe have a little trip down memory lane i don't know if it'll be a normal episode it feels like enough time has passed where I could probably, like, I have reviewed matches from then since then and felt okay doing so. I don't feel like I'm going to be like, you know, I'm not gonna feel like I'm going to a, a cow eating a cow by reviewing yeah. this <laughs> episode. <laughs>
0: no, I, f- I feel like we should just review it like we would any other pay per view. That's the way I want to go through it, really. But if then... Memory Lane
1: comes a calling, we may have to. Stroll oh, yeah. there.
0: I, w- I will listen back to yes. The,
2: the, we the all episode. will. We, we should. laugh. To see who our MVPs were, we, were, we did MVPs and match the night from I the get go. Yeah, we did. we did. So we, did. we should see if that changes. Any opinions that change? I, I have a feeling I remember who my MVP was during that. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I said Goldust. So I sounds we'll see about how, right. I'll see how that changes. <laughs> my, my
0: MVP will be like fucking Road Dog or something shit like that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that is the next episode, and in that episode, we will be revealing what the next boys picks vote is going to be and you'll get to find out what you can vote for as we go for an unprint. shut up, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up. no, the
0: award already.
1: no, 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 I'm coming in just fighting, yeah, yeah. I'm fighting Joe Biden here, I'm coming back oh, swinging, buddy. no leg. more
0: malarkey, no more <laughs> Billy winning the boys pegs. <laughs>
1: I will have all details and maybe a few illusions as to what the next, and brackets, fifth ah, season of the Outerra podcast is. We've had lots of people guessing, uh, and I've just kind of zoned out. You may have been right by guessing, some of you, I'm mm. sure, by law. Oh, I've definitely seen some people that have got it, like, spot on.
0: i feel like george rr R. R. martin sat here where it's like stop spoiling it yes you're right but stop saying it <laughs> and some
1: of your predictions can only be described as wrong as fuck
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but until then we like that game mode for listening to this episode and as always if you're listening on apple spotify google whatever you get your podcast. Make sure you leave us an old rating or review, and the best thing you can do to help out the editor of podcast recommend us to a friend or anyone who's after any wrestling podcast. As always, we are 100 fan and you're supported. You can support us over at Patreon.com forward slash AE Podcast. Get access to dozens upon dozens upon dozens of hours of content, SmackDown crawl video episodes, Q and A's, random side series where we look at things like. WWF aggression,
4: <laughs>
1: the BibloTech long form book reports, examples of all of this content is available here on the free feed. You want a little taste of the BibloTech? a little taste of the side content, or a little taste of Smackdown Crawl, or a little taste of the videos. All of these are available for free to have a look at. If you want to become a $5 backer, you can drop out at any time with zero commitment but as you know, we do not get paid by any of our podcast providers. It's only by our fans and our supporters, so thank you everyone who's continuing to do so, and I hope you enjoy the content should you decide to back us. You can find us on social media, at AEPodcast on
0: Twitter, where you'll see all sorts of tweets, goofs, and gaffs, and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Attitude Podcast, where there is a whole library of video content. We have got shit tons of clips from classic episodes, current episodes, and little sneak peeks of Patreon content, so you can get a taste of the SmackDown crawl and some of our video episodes. And if you're a purveyor
2: of the finest stuff and things, head on over to MatthewsBotcherMania.com. Stuff, things, ooh, that's fresh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't end it on fresh when our next episode is doing an episode <laughs> we've already <laughs> Until next time, where the beginning is here! <laughs> it's a goodbye from me, Kevin, me, Adam, and me, Billy. And we'll see you next time on the Amaterra Podcast.